All right, back for another edition of the Sports Edition. This is the MLK edition, as this is being recorded on January 18th, Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. So, um, JC, are you thankful? Am I thankful for? I mean that that sounds like Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, like uh, what? I, I, <laughs> for what? Yo, I didn't. Yo, you know, you know, I don't prepare these intros before the show. I just I just freestyle and, and, and like just whatever it comes up from the top of my head. Well, uh, it just it just goes. Yeah, well, uh, do better. Because <laughs> thankful, yeah. yeah, that's tough. You, you, well, you know what I gotta say. Uh, huh? There needs to be a Malcolm X Day. That's what it needs to be. That's I true. mean, we got an MLK Day, but why don't we have a Malcolm X Day? You know, actually, that's kind of um, hilarious. Uh, we should have a Malcolm X Day, but um, obviously, you know, white people care more about MLK than they do about Malcolm X. So, I mean, that's the main reason why there's no uh, Malcolm yeah, X Day. Yeah, I but, mean... Yeah, there should be. There should be a Malcolm X Day. Absolutely. I love that we do have an MLK Day, but... It's just that every time there's an MLK day, I feel like there should be a Malcolm X day too. Yeah, we need I, I more agree. black holidays. I'm, I'm saying we do. I agree. And I'm not talking about a month, the shortest month of the year where we have a black Black History Month. I ain't talking about that. We need more black holidays. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And um, I would say uh, probably Harriet Tubman Day should probably be at the top of the black list. Oh, uh, yeah. Black Harriet day. Tubman yeah, Day. We should absolutely. That should be properly top of the list. Wasn't she supposed to be on the $20 bill? Uh, I she was supposed to be on the $20 bill. Yeah. I mean, if you if you think... I don't, I'm not really sure, but yeah, if you say if you say so, it's probably true. I can look it up. Yeah, the only reason why I remember that is because um, Andrew Jackson is like a notoriously like horrible president. Um and that's according to like both sides, like Republicans and Democrats don't like Andrew Jackson. So we're just like, why, why don't we just replace him with a, with a black leader? I remember that that was a thing. And I think they voted on um, Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, and uh, I think Martin Luther King too. Somebody at, uh, off the top of my head. I, I would love this. Oh, uh, I would love to see Harriet Tubman to be on a $20 bill. That, that's definitely, that, that definitely should happen. Just like a, like or Obama or something, we need or Obama just something like that. Yeah, we need a black person on the on the dollar bill. Yeah, I mean he. Uh, yeah, if anybody deserves it, she deserves it. I, yeah. That's that's how I feel. If anybody deserves it, she does. Yeah, definitely. And we also need a Rosa Parks Day. Hundred percent. And we all, and we all sitting in the front of the bus yeah. for Rosa Parks Day. <laughs> yeah. If we if you ride on the bus, then that's in the front. <laughs> If you ride on one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of riding on a bus, are you going to ride on this bandwagon? Wow. The James Harden <laughs> Brooklyn Nets trade where uh, let, let me um get the exact trade because. Yeah. The, the trade is got, super, super weird. It's super weird. Someone got fleeced here. Someone got fleeced. <laughs> and it ain't Houston. No. It ain't Houston. Um, Someone got fleeced in for the next five years if they don't win a championship now really. someone got fleeced here someone got i don't i don't know about all that let me see i'm actually going to i don't know it's lo- it's looking a I don't think little anybody, similar I don't really, to from this. what i can remember i don't really remember anybody getting getting fleeced i thought everybody kind of got compensated i them. feel like brooklyn gave a little too much you okay. know you so know i mean Thing is, James Harden is a transcendent player, and look, if they win a championship, no, like no matter what they gave up, it was worth it. They win a championship, but they better win a championship <laughs> because they mortgage their whole future 
for James Harden. Yeah. I mean, so far it looked like it paid off. Like James Harden had a what a 32 point triple double yeah. in his first game. He like this is the first time I've seen him smile. He even looked like he lost 20 pounds from like from the warm-up sh- uh, shirts he wore. Like I don't know how he lost it that quickly, but apparently he, he definitely he's definitely looking still a little bit thick. He's looking a little thick. Uh, uh, thick on the yeah, head. yeah, yeah. But he looked he looked more like Rick Ross and Mark Henry in the in the Houston Rockets. <laughs> now he's now he's just looking like a chubby Harden. Yeah, that's true. Granted, I I think I think what he did, <laughs> I was just joking this in my other podcast. What he did, uh he probably wore like ten shirts for like those Rockets warm ups to, oh, make, to it make it look, look like he was. Because <laughs> if you do the, yeah, if you do the comparison, like it's like how like now all of a sudden he looks, he don't look skinny, but he looks like just a normal version of him. It's just a chubby. It's just a slightly bigger version of him now. Yeah, that's true. But there, he looked like he looked like he was an offensive lineman for the Houston Rockets. Yeah, he looked. He looked like he played for the Houston Texans. He looked like he tried to cover uh, Deshaun Watson's blind side. Yeah, like he was about to uh, take over JJ Watt's spot after he leaves. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So look, he must have wore like thirty shirts. But hey, whatever he did, it worked because he wanted to leave and he got his choice. So let me yeah. review the trade. So Nets receive. A 2024 second-round pick from the Cavs. Yeah. I'm actually surprised they got something else other than James Harden. I thought it was just James Harden. Okay, so that and James Harden. So they got 24, 2024 second-round pick from the Cavs yeah. and James Harden. Okay. Letting us Nets. know that the league does not value second-round picks, even though second-round picks are extremely valuable. So, yeah. Not at all. Yeah, great, not, great. Uh, Dray- Draymond Green was a second-round pick. Dude, there's so many second-round picks that, like, like, yeah, there's so many second-round picks that are really good. But, yeah, anyway. But yeah, they got James Harden uh, and uh, second round. Pick. I mean, from the Cavs, right? Not, yeah, 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 from the Cavs. Great more often round. than not, you get a guy that's probably not going to be the league in three years. But hey, if you strike one, you can get a Chris Middleton. You can get a, a Michael Red. You can get a Mono Ginobili. You don't know. Yeah, you never know. You never know what you're uh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, exactly. Jokic. Who's an MVP candidate? Yeah, probably might win so, it too. Might win it too if his team could do better. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So Nets receive. Well, I'm. You will. Yeah. Nets. Oh, Nets trade. James Harden. Nets receive James Harden. Twenty four sec. Twenty twenty four second round pick. Rockets receive guard Karis Levert, which they switch, which they traded for a Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Rudy on If I'm still pronouncing it right, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Uh, three first round picks unprotected. Yeah, a capital unprotected. Yeah, and that's not even the best part. (laughs) That's not even the best part. Twenty twenty two. 2024 and 2026. And mind you, the reason why they had to skip a year is because the NBA already created a rule to prevent Nets from trading all their first round picks like they did in that Boston trade that mortgaged your whole future. Yeah. They also get four first round pick swaps. Which means they get the best pick. That was the the fleece. That was the fleece. Because they get, because people, for, for those who aren't paying attention, the Rockets literally, or not the Rockets, the Nets basically just gave up all their picks from 2021 to 2027. Every single one. 2021, really? 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, and 27. Seven straight years, uh, the Rockets are going to be picking either the best pick or both the Nets and the Rockets pick. Imagine that. Well, Nets don't have to worry about 2021 and 2023 because the Rockets should be the worst team. But 2025 and 2027, that might look 
ugly. You know how we we keep uh saying like, Terrible. wait, Celtics still have the Nets picks yeah. after all these years. Yeah, seven, it's going to be like that years, with the Rockets. Dude. Seven years. Yes, yeah. it's going to be like that with the Rockets. Yeah, Celtics got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown thanks to the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I mean at least what Rockets could get. Yeah, I mean at least at least they kept those four picks, but still, like having to swap those picks is still. just tough because like this Nets the whole thing can go down like real quick, and then you might miss out on a you know on a top five pick, which is probably going to happen in like twenty twenty five or twenty twenty seven. So Nets got lucky with Karis Avert drafting Karis Avert with one of their uh, pick swaps. Yeah, they they drafted and Jared Allen too. They drafted well with their with their uh traded with their late picks that they got from the trades from their, with their pick swaps. But there's no telling they could do that again. Yeah, probably. There's not. some superstar middle schooler right now that's that could have went to the Nets, but it's definitely going to the Rockets. Yeah, dude. People don't realize like in 2024. Five, six, seven, like we don't know what these kids are gonna do. The GOAT might be in one of those classes. <laughs> you know what I mean? The greatest player of all time might be in those classes and you're just like letting these picks fly like they're nothing. There there is some kid who's lining up in PE right now. Dude, killing ready it to go PE, to the bro. NBA. Killing it. Ready to go to the NBA. Like already doing like like twenty-eight pull-ups like as a fifth grader <laughs> and just <laughs> like having one minute miles can do 80 push-ups just an absolute beast and you who's one growth spurt away from being the top rockets franchise player and, he blew it. and that's gonna had that yeah, they blew it. and you're also missed oh, out oh. on the on my favorite piece that the rockets got they get Dante, Dante Exum. Exum? They get Dante i was Exum. about to say it i was about to say it can he be unlocked to... on houston <laughs> this is only what his like this is his fourth team right fourth or fifth Okay, so Utah, Cleveland, Cleveland—that's the one I was forgetting. Um, yeah, this is thirteen. This is thirteen. Utah, yeah, Utah, Cleveland, Rockets. Hmm. Oh, good for her. Yeah, this is this is a thirteen. So he was just riding Cleveland's bench this all these years. You know what's crazy? I thought Cleveland would be his lifeline. Yo, if he didn't have these injuries, he would have been so good. Uh, I'm, 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 you don't think so? No. No. So you were not a I never I, I never saw it. I never saw yeah. I never saw he was, this game that um I never saw him go hard for multiple weeks to make me believe in him. I never saw it. He, if you really think about it, he was the Lonzo Ball before Lonzo Ball, as in he was like the guy that was supposed to be like the next big thing yeah. at point guard, the tall point guard. He had such high hopes and he, he specifically wanted to get drafted by the Lakers. Yeah, um he yeah, he was the international. Uh, he was the international yeah, Mellow Ball. <laughs> he was the yeah, he was. Yeah, pretty much. He was. He was so hyped. He was so hyped. Yeah. Even in two K, even in two K, he was like a rookie rival in in my career. Oh, that's right. If, if anyone remembers that's that, right? Yeah. That's how hyped he was. Yeah, he was in he the was showcase supposed, game too. Yeah, he was supposed to be a star. Yeah, I don't. And mm. he just kept getting hurt. I feel like. Okay, he probably wouldn't have been a star, but he probably wouldn't have been a decent player if he did, just didn't keep getting hurt. Yeah, he. I think he would have been a a good player. I think he would have been a good player if he if he didn't get hurt. I don't think he would have been what everybody thought he was going to be. Um, but he probably would have been like a you know a solid eight man rotation guy. But that's the thing about these tall, skinny guards, point guards that they just get injured. Don't yeah, they, they don't lift weights or anything. Yeah, they get hurt. Yeah. You, you you need to get stronger too. Um, they also get a 2022 first round pick via Milwaukee from Cleveland. So the Cavs receive. 
Yeah, that that's probably going to be like late first round pick. But hey, it's a first round pick. So the Cavs receive Jared Allen, mm-hmm. Torian Prince, the right set Alexander Finishkov. If I I probably did pronounce that right. Sure. Okay, sure. Vizinko. Vizinko. Yeah. Yeah. Vizinko. Okay. Okay. See, I'm I'm part Russian, <laughs> and so yeah, so they got. Wait, he's the 57th overall pick from 2017. Yeah, he's not coming yeah, to yeah, NBA. Yeah, no, it's over. It's over. Um, so the Cavs, the Cavs basically like have like 30 centers on their team. So the Cavs just um, so from the from the Cavs standpoint, right? Um, they get Jared Allen, which is a good piece. So what are they doing? <laughs> well, with um with Kevin Love and Andre Drummond, who's oh, actually having a decent season, by the way. One, I know they don't want they want to trade Kevin Love. It's just more about who would trade for him. So they probably just sit Kevin Love out for the rest of the season. There's no point in playing Kevin Love. There's really no point. Like if you can't trade for him, just let him write his contract out. Give him the Garrett Bale treatment that Real Madrid gave Garrett nah, Bale. Don't like that, man. Just trade him. But, just trade him for nothing. But they can't trade him. Then release him. Then <laughs> release him. Don't yeah. Don't uh, make him live out. Uh, Listen, man. Kevin Love's like um, like image has already been damaged enough because I think I've made this point before. It Kevin was Love, his own doing. I know it was, it was his, his own, own doing, doing. But look, Kevin Love was a legit top five player in the league. And he wasn't going to the playoffs. And he had no choice but to leave. He had no choice. And he wanted to win so bad to the point where he was like, fuck it, I'll let Kyrie do it. But Kevin Love was the best rebounder in the NBA, and it wasn't close. And it wasn't close. And he was this inside-outside presence, and his game got ruined by LeBron James, and he doesn't deserve to be riding close. It didn't get ruined by LeBron James. He just kept getting hurt. It so he no, just, no, he's not that game, same player no, from Minnesota. No, his game got completely changed. They were just like, no, we don't want you around the rim. We want you to stand behind the basket so you can let LeBron go. Okay, well, well, LeBron and Kyrie are not exactly. LeBron ruined his game. LeBron ruined well, his game, whether you like it or not. That's the truth. Wait, wait, so, so what you're saying is he's completely scarred from that. Now he's just playing the same exact way. It's, no, he's, he didn't play this yeah, no, way by what, choice. That's what everybody thinks about him now. And nobody thinks of him as uh, – as the Wolves, he, Kevin Love. He, ha- he has back Even though, yeah, he has back issues, but like you said, and that's why him. that's why he's not that same player anymore. He can't be that player if he wanted to. Anymore. He would have been fixed if he wasn't playing for Cleveland. <laughs> he would have got better treatment somewhere else. He doesn't deserve Cleveland. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cleveland well, fans. But I, I, I said I said this when Kevin Love got traded to the to the um, Cleveland Cavaliers that. He will probably have a worse transition than Chris Bosh because at least Chris Bosh is a mid-range shooter. Kevin Love is not a mid-range shooter. He's a three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. So it's just his that game, he just can't really play off of LeBron like uh, Chris Bosh is with the pick and rolls, pick and pops. He'll have to spot up from three. He's more of a spot-up shooter. He's not like more of a pick and pop guy that like uh Kevin that Chris Bosch that could take the that could put the ball on the floor. And also Kevin Love was doing that for bad Minnesota teams. I know he was gonna keep those stats on the better He team. was putting those up against really good players though. Really good players. We're talking yeah, but, KG is still like around. Tim Duncan is still around. But he was gonna uh, get rebounds the game. He is out rebounding all of these legendary rebounding guys. He was legit. He was legit. It doesn't matter that he played. He, was, he wasn't going. He wasn't going to get fourteen rebounds on a better team. He was getting fourteen rebounds because who else is playing big man? If I remember, he was a center, and and there was like really no one else. How can you give KG credit but not give Kevin Love credit? I don't understand that. 
K, well, one, KG took his team to the playoffs. Love didn't have nearly the same help that KG had. Nowhere close. That's not even a good argument. He had nowhere near the, the same level of, uh, like, if you wanted to make that argument for Carl Anthony Towns, that's one thing. Because Carl Anthony Towns had some talent. K-Love's second, I don't even remember who K-Love's second best player was ever. All of his years that he was in Minnesota. I don't remember any of the second. Who was it? Rick Rubio. <laughs> you say Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio didn't come over for the first two years, and then he was injured. He was irrelevant on the team. Johnny Flynn? Was it Johnny Flynn? Oh, no. You know what I mean? Like It definitely, he, it definitely wasn't Johnny Flynn. I don't know. K-Love's like, Wolf teams should not have been winning as many games as they were. They should not have been winning as many games. No, like, look, I, I love Kevin Love. Like, I'm not trying to hate on Kevin Love. I'm just saying. And I'm just mostly saying. most of it is back issues. It was his back issues. Yeah. LeBron did not ruin his game at all. He, he was always going to become that player with LeBron, but he's not it was, but, he, he got the Chris Bosh dream. He, he he got he got screwed. But the thing is, I felt like Chris Bosh was just a better overall player than Kevin Love. That's so Chris that, Bosh made that, that is I'm made, sorry, that is bullshit. I am sorry. I will Raptors, not allow that. Raptors, no, Chris Bosh was better than absolutely. Kevin Love. No way. You're not serious. Yeah, you're not serious. You're not. You're not serious. There's no way. Chris Bosh's game. Yes, Chris Bosh's game complemented LeBron's better than Kevin Love's did. Okay, yeah, that's one thing. But a better player than Kevin Love? No. Yes. America, explain. (laughs) Explain. Explain your position. One, Chris Bosh was a better defender. Um, Chris Bosh could put the ball on the floor. Can create. He's a Better natural scorer. Kevin Love's overall better three point shooter. He's a he's a Kevin better Love, Kevin Love and Chris Bosh are about the same same in terms of scoring. I'm not going to let you do that. To no, I'm pretty sure Kevin Love averaged more points than 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 Bosh on Toronto. Because like you said, there was no one else on the team. Yeah, but his low post game was as as good as it came. As good as 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 good as anybody. He had as good as any. I don't even think that there was anybody to compare him to in terms of a low post game. Who had a low post game like Kevin Love during his peak? Like when it was peak, like he was getting um, first team All NBA votes. Kevin Love, that guy, like who who was a better low post scorer than Kevin Love? And he was inside outside. He had a dirty mid range game too. Chris Bosh, well, dirty mid range. Chris Bosh had the best mid range. He the did. Best I would give you that. He had the best mid range game, but he did not have the three point prowess that Kevin Love did, and he did not have the post moves. Because, because during that time, defensively, he was switchable. But, and when it came to big men, Kevin Love was a better defender. When it came to defending big guys, Kevin Love was better. And he was a better rebounder. There's no way that you well, can... Back, well, back then, big, big men weren't tasked to be three-point shooters. So Chris Bosh didn't really have to learn the three-point shot. No, he didn't. If, if he was playing today, he would he would have been no. Well, I mean, Kevin he would have been a three-point shooter yeah. he was towards the end of his career. He, no, Kevin Love was an objectively better shooter. <laughs> Objectively, he was an objectively. Yeah, better he's shooter. better from three, but not better from mid range than Chris Bosh. No, not from mid. Bosh, I, I mid range. I won't need. So I'll say it's a push. Fine. It's a push then. No, yeah, no, no, no. From no from mid, from mid, I will give it to you. No, mid is Bosh. I'll give that to you, hands down. It's, and that's why I could play play better with LeBron. It's not close. But in terms of a low post game and three point range, yeah, no, it's not close. It's not close in either of those departments. And then rebounding. Chris with his Chris Bosch with his size was not a liability defensively either. Okay, and on top of this, by the way, we're the craziest thing. 
He was the best offensive rebounder I think I have ever seen ever. Like, oh yeah, Kevin Love, the offensive rebounding. I'm, I'm saying offensive. Uh, like, who, who offensive rebounds like Kevin Love? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. And that is insanely like you want to talk about efficiency. That's a, that is that's as efficient as it gets. An offensive rebound. That's like the best it, thing you could do. For it, that's what I'm telling you. Back problems killed him. I agree, but that that Chris Bosh is a better player. Both of them had Kevin Love had back issues. Chris Bosh had heart problems, so we can easily compare their their careers. Kevin Love is better. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's a push. It's not. I won't say one's better than the other. It's a push. Okay. All right. But Chris Bosh was a better compliment for LeBron than Kevin Love is, and I said that. Yeah, no, I would. I, and I would agree with you. And I would agree with you because it is a. It was a huge struggle for Kevin Love to try to get integrated to that team. Hence the whole, you know, the whole uh, the tweet. You remember the tweet? Uh, try to fit in, not out. You remember that? I that was a long time ago. I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. LeBron was just like, yeah, get uh, get your shit together. But yeah, yeah. I'll agree. Uh, Chris Bosh was a was a better compliment piece. I don't know how we got started on that conversation. I have no idea. I have no idea. All I just know is that Cavs have forty centers, and they're they're building their team <laughs> well, like, like yeah, NBA two K. Yeah, that's what they're building their team like NBA two K association mode, like. Like, how do you have, like, this many centers on one roster? Who's going to get the playing time? You got Jared Allen. You got Drummond. You got a bunch of other centers on that team that I just can't remember right now. But you got a lot of centers. Yeah. You, you, it's hard to dump Drummond because his contract and what he brings to the table. Um, I'm not really you sure. You have a high usage defensive big man. No one wants that in today's NBA. Yeah, exactly. And um, I really don't see a scenario of a team and you know it's actually kind of funny larry nance i guess you can put him at center at, at times. Larry, nance, larry nance should be playing center by the way larry nance is very good yeah. he's, he's like the modern day center uh right now yeah. but yeah you gotta dump uh you gotta dump drummond um because you, you gotta play you gotta play allen allen's allen's terrific defensively he is terrific so you have to play him um, but yeah, I don't know what they do. I don't know what they're trying to do. So yeah, if there's a fleece, it's Cleveland. <laughs> it's Cleveland. Cleveland can definitely got fleece because I do not know what they're doing with this roster. I really don't. Well, I guess. Look, well, at the end of the day, when they got Andre Drummond, I, I think their main goal with him was not to keep him for the rest of his career. It was to trade him immediately, yeah, for some value. So they really wanted Jared Allen, I guess, for their center for the future. So if they could trade Andre Drummond, I guess this is his his stock is at its highest right now. He's averaging nineteen a game, getting sixteen he's, rebounds. He's, yeah, he's leading, he's leading the league in rebounding and both like defensive and offensive rebounds. He's leading the league, but. At the end of the day, if you if you are still shooting what forty eight percent, getting fifty six percent free throws, yes, while while being a complete non shooter, that's still no nobody wants that on their team. No matter if you're averaging nineteen or not, because you're just a high usage offensive guy. Like your shots are inefficient. Yeah, I um, yeah, I mean he he's been doing. Um, I want to say he's been doing better, but I mean. Good God, it's free throw shooting. No, horrific free throw. If, if 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 most of your shots are exclusively in the paint and you're getting forty eight percent in today's NBA, you don't want you on the floor. I've never seen anybody, you don't want to want to be on the floor. I've never seen anybody shoot under thirty percent multiple years in their career for uh, for free throws. He shot thirty under thirty uh, under forty percent. Yes, he, he's times. improved. Four times. He's improved from his early Detroit days, but still, he should still. 
Like yeah, like sixty. He's a year. he's a negative on the floor. Yeah, he's not. If you look player. past the stats, if you watch the games, he's just not. It's not helping the team win. Which is funny because it's like he's a legit. He's a legit seventeen and fifteen guy, which is a really fucked up thing to say. Um, the thing <laughs> is, if he can, if he can just go be twelve and I'd rather have him be twelve and fifteen and seventeen and fifteen because twelve and fifteen means he could be like a go bear. Don't don't be less be less of a use have a lower usage rate that's what i'm trying to say have a lower usage rate on the offensive end and you're a more positive player that way because then your defense and your rebounding can do something but yeah yeah but you be you playing like your prime shack while not having shack skills while while having rudy gobert skills is not helping the team no and and also on top of that he's uh he's shooting 47 percent from the field so yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I said. Yeah, forty-eight Yeah, you're a big guy. You should not be shooting under fifty-one percent from the field. If you're a big, if you're a big man, you shouldn't be shooting under fifty-one. I'm sorry, especially with that contract. No, absolutely not. Despite despite him having a a, a I guess a decent season mm-hmm. with that contract, I don't see what team would want him. Yeah, because it's like he's a great player for the first three quarters, but once the fourth quarter uh, starts and they you start don't want him on the floor, yeah, and then they start hackashacking. Yeah, he's 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 literally useless, and I hate saying that and, about him. But he's and if you and if they play against this fast lineup, he's also useless. Yeah, yeah, and it's just yeah, it's tough. I'm sorry, Andre Drummond. This was 20 years ago. You would be a max contract guy. You would be one of the top centers in the NBA. But today, you're you're like you're a dinosaur. You're, he's just a dinosaur. And it's funny to say that because, I mean, Jared Allen's kind of the same, right? I mean, he's the- no because Jared, Jared Allen plays within his game. He doesn't take too many shots. He doesn't, and he's more mobile than Drummond. He he doesn't take too many shots. But he like I, I was starting to think. Um, um, Actually, uh, well, not really this year because uh, this year he's kind of incredible from the line, shooting 75%. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird because he doesn't average nearly the same rebounds, right? Um, he obviously doesn't score as, as much, which is a plus. On yeah, he gets, a double, double, he gets a double-double in 27 minutes a game. Yeah, it's kind of weird because I felt like he was, um, uh, he was starting to stretch out like to the three-point line, it felt like, during his um, rookie and sophomore year, like he actually took some threes randomly, and then now he just doesn't shoot any. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It kind of just feels like they're doing a lateral move, just getting a guy who does the same things but doesn't shoot as much. Which is funny. Right. Shouldn't that let Drummond know, like, hey, if they want this guy and he has this stuff, maybe you should tailor your game after this guy. Exactly. Yeah. He's also five years younger. He's like I said, more mobile. And yeah, and debatably, he plays he's better defensively. Debatably, and, and yeah, and no, he's better defensively. He's better defensively, I, I, but you know, for the stands. So mm-hmm. that's what the Cavs receive. Also, Torian Prince is also a good, a good uh, signing. Nice mentor for Isaac Okoro. You know their future of their organization. Yeah. Um, so, so can we? So, um, let me let me. Uh, Move this over to the Pacers real quick because like, yeah, I was, I was trying to get to the Pacers. They didn't have the Pacers on here, but yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so the Pacers get Karis Levert and let go of um, Oladipo, who's been um, so I like Oladipo, like I really do, but he's been like just bad, <laughs> like he hasn't been good. He's 
He's averaging. He's been averaging twenty a game. He's actually been playing good. He just wanted to leave. You gotta watch. You gotta watch them. Like he's not good. Like he. I don't know. It's very weird to watch him because, uh, you know, they were say, basically saying that he was injured. He comes back from injury, and um, they were kind of like forty two percent. They were still saying that he was injured, and I'm like, he, I don't think he's coming back from injury. He looks completely healthy. He's just not playing well, and that's what I was saying personally from Oladipo this season. But now they get Karis Levert, and. I, I'm curious about how you feel about this. I actually think that that is a major plus for this team. I, when I first saw that the Rockets got clear somewhere, I was like, oh, yes. that's." That, I, I, didn't even, I didn't even know the picks were unprotected, but I was like, oh, yeah, that's great that they caught Karis Avert. And then when they traded him, I was disappointed in the Rockets because I really feel like Karis Avert has, like, hidden superstar potential somewhere. Yeah. Um, He's averaging 31 a game when when uh the superstars weren't on the floor. Yeah, and he would have been a nice little um, – um, he probably would have been the main guy, actually, um, to, trying to take over a little bit from John Wall, even though John Wall has been terrific yeah. this year. Um, he would have obviously taken over main scoring duties. I personally would have rather have seen that if I'm Houston rather than um, trading him for Oladipo, I, who I think – I get why they got Oladipo because Oladipo is an expiring contract. Yeah, that's and I think true. they were looking for that at the end of the day. Yeah, and they're probably just looking to – do as good as they can with their current roster and then just uh, rebuild from there. But um, to me, um, well, well, let me stick on the Pacers before I get back to, to Houston because I want to uh, mention the main problem that I have with the Houston trade. Um, do you think that this makes the Pacers like a legit contender? Because I've been watching the Pacers and they're like, they're, they're fucking legit. Like they're really good. Well, <laughs> uh, I said, Look, Pacers were a legit contender before that trade because of the the minus a bonus. As long as the minus a bonus stays healthy, they're a legit contender. Because this is a team that I feel like could have beat the Miami Heat had they had the minus a bonus. So if the, if, if the Miami Heat went to the finals, then then Pacers are a legit contender too with the minus a bonus. Adding Carol Avert, and yeah, they 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 are a legit contender. But I mean, Carol Avert, we don't know when he's going to play because he has. Yeah, a problem. I'm going to try to look it up to to be exact. Um, yeah, he had a small mass discovered on his kidney. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't know when he's going to come back, but when he does, um, and hope everything goes well for him. But when he does, yeah, this team is scary. One thing I am worried about, and why I feel like Oladipo struggled, is the Malcolm Brogdon effect. I feel like once Malcolm Brogdon came in, Oladipo struggled because why? Malcolm Brogdon's essentially a big point guard. While Oladipo, during his breakout year, was essentially playing point guard for the Indiana Pacers, like on the offense. Yeah. So that kind of like meshed with his game. While Karis Avert is a player notorious for needing the ball in his hands. If he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he's not really that effective, which is why he was on a bench with Durant and Kyrie Irving because he's best when he has the ball in his hands. He's best when he's the point guard in the offense. Yeah, and he is an inconsistent three point shooter, but I feel like Lavert is probably better on the ball than Victor Oladipo is. So he just might be on the ball more than Brogdon was with Oladipo. Yeah, I actually, um, I would, I, I don't know that. Yeah, that's actually kind of an interesting thought because Oladipo on the ball, like. Um, a couple of years ago was 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 dirty, but right now it's it's definitely it's definitely because yeah. Brogdon came in and Brogdon was, was was doing what Oladipo was doing, but more efficient. Yeah, I actually think that it wasn't Malcolm Brogdon in particular. I actually think it was more T.J. Warren because it seems like 
he, also never point two. He's also never player two that I was going to say. He well, I think now especially like if if Karis LeVert can play uh, this season, hopefully, um, you know that mass isn't there anything serious. I I really hope it's not because um yeah that would that would just fucking suck. Uh, but T.J. Warren is another guy who is out here like getting like legit minutes and also getting legit touches <laughs> like and he's always been and uh you know for i think for his career he's like a 15 point a game guy and like he randomly like for the past three seasons was averaging 19 points a game so he's a guy who's going into these situations looking to get touches and trying to get buckets but um to me like he's a black hole like he's he's the new rudy gay. He, he's the new rudy gay in my this, is, this is why this is why he got traded from phoenix yeah i if i'm indiana i would genuinely consider trading him like i would genuinely actually not consider i would definitely trade him especially if karis comes back i don't think that you can have a black hole like tj warren on your team especially when you have a guy like malcolm brogdon who creates um sabonis who who uh is coming out this season looking like a genuine MVP candidate. And he's also a really good passer. I didn't know that. Um, and then the holiday. Uh, like his father. Yeah. And then the holiday brothers who are terrific, by the way, absolutely great. Um, yeah. You, the best, the best set of brothers in the NBA. Better than, uh, better than, uh, of course. Uh, the uh, I, better than the I, Oh, oh, I thought I was about to say the balls. Oh, I forgot about Okay, never mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, okay. Oh, ne- no, no, never mind. Second best set of brothers in that. There we go. Um, yeah, I, I just think that TJ Warren, there's just no uh there's just no space for him. I, I would I would uh I don't know. The best trio of brothers. Yeah, I don't know who you would get, but um yeah, I would I, I would let him go. I don't know how you feel about it. But Savonis is terrific. I, I wanna get I mean, his props because he is out of his mind this season. He is, he is awesome. TJ Warren's always been a black hole. Yeah. The thing about TJ Warren, though, he, he he's very efficient at scoring, but yeah. it's just that the way he scores is just kind of like doesn't make anybody else better. It doesn't, it, he's better when he's on a team with non scores than he is on a team with other scores. Yeah. Because he doesn't create. Like, uh, if we look at the assist numbers, he hasn't averaged more than 1.5 assists a game. If you are a 19, 18 a game scorer, you got to get more than that. Yeah. Because it's just not helping matters. He doesn't get rebounds as well. Um, He averaged five rebounds in Phoenix. Um, Since he came to Indiana, he's only been averaging four. Yeah. He's also injury prone. So he doesn't he he has not played a full season. He has not played seventy games at all in his career. Yeah. And I believe he's injured right now or just came back from injury, even worse. So back. um yeah, um he is a he is a black hole. I was about to say he's a worry too, because I mean him and Karen Savert kind of operate in the same spaces. Yeah. I feel like they'll be better if they have like a just a three point shooting role player playing the three rather than the TJ Warren. Yeah, or hell, just or just yeah, just put just um, keep Aaron Holiday in the lineup. That's what I was about to say. Just keep Aaron Holiday in the lineup, and then um, yeah, that it, it you know it's funny. Um, I don't I don't really I don't really know what to do with TJ Warren because if you get rid of TJ Warren for the team, um, I feel like you probably should try to get away from Miles Turner also. Because it seems like Miles Turner. No, 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 no. Miles Turner is a defensive player of the year candidate. I you keep him. I would get rid of Miles Turner. You keep him. I would get rid of Miles Turner. I'm sorry. Yeah, have you seen Miles Turner this year? He's been good. He's been good, but it's um, it. 
is it not clear to you that he's just, is it not clear to you that he kind of just like he fits in this team for now but I, I it's just like he always gets blocks but every single year he just doesn't fit every year he doesn't he's, fit he, i think i think this is the year where he's fitting best he's fitting best that, he, that he's, he's ever been on his team and i feel like him playing center allows the monosol bonus to operate at playing the four. I feel like Sabonis is more effective playing the four because Turner's taking more of the physical blows playing the center position. I think that the league is getting to a point where it honestly really doesn't matter. <laughs> and Sabonis is, is is a clear modern-day center to me. He's a clear modern-day center. He can board. He's okay defensively, but he, he can easily he can play both run the offense. You can run the offense. And that's it, how talented he is. Yeah. But I'm not trading Miles Turner. A guy gained 4.2 blocks a game. This guy's what Ibaka w- was supposed to be. Listen, so. if you're six ten, you're playing center, and Sabonis can play center. I don't know. I, I personally would. No, I mean he can play both. But I'm just saying that I think I would Sabonis just look into getting another player off of Miles Turner. I would just look into getting get another shooter or three D guy. That's what I would look into. But that's just me. Uh, don't you know Miles Turner can shoot threes? I mean, he's not been doing it this year, but he's capable of doing it. So yeah, I'm just saying. It's my personal opinion. Uh, 4.2 blocks a game. I'm keeping him. That's not a player I'm trading. That's a player I'm, I'm that that's a player I'm keeping. Well, if, if you told me this last year, I would have traded him. But this year, um, he took his blocks to another level. 4.2 blocks a game. Yeah. It's only, I think we're only, what, 12 games into the season? We're only 12 games into the season. It, He's definitely finishing with three. It's gonna, it, He's definitely finishing with at least three. We'll see. We'll see. There's another 60 games to be played. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, but I also want to commend Indiana for also always finding a coach that gets it done. I've never heard of Nate Bjorkinson or Bjorg Bjorgren. Uh, I, I I'm just gonna call him Nate for now because that's his name. Uh, but um, I'm, I gotta commend it. Well, they had well, really they had a Nate last year, Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan. So you got you got you got to be specific. You gotta say his last name, uh, dude. It's so you pronounce that. I've no. <laughs> his name's Nate. He's from Storm Lake, Iowa. We'll call him Nate Iowa. How about that? Okay. Nate Iowa, because that is that is the worst last name. Bjorgen, Bjorgen, Bjorgen. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna stop this. This is horrible yeah. to do. <laughs> I'm not going to attempt it. Horrible to listen to. But um, but yeah, let's let's just go ahead and talk about Houston real quick. Um, do you think Houston f- fucked up by not getting Ben Simmons? Because it's clear no. now that Ben Simmons was on the table, and apparently they got. Um, they fucked up by not wanting to include Maxi in the deal, which is smart by Philly's uh, Philly, by the way. Um, but do you think that they fucked up by not getting Ben Simmons? No. What I think, um, I think Philadelphia fucked up by letting Ben Simmons know before the deal was even accepted. Because mm. now, because now he has that in the back of his mind, so he can use that as fuel to the fire if he would would ever want to leave. True. So, true. But yeah. I mean, it, I, so I think I think Philly fucked up with that. I I actually think that um I don't think that that's that big of a deal because if anything it's a compliment if Philly was just like yeah we were willing to let just you go but letting anything else that it's just kind of out of the table which just lets you know that they value how much they value uh, Ben Simmons in my opinion just to, for them to just be like yeah we wanted to go Ben Simmons and Harden straight up maybe throw a pick in there but then you know the fact that you know Philly no, but that's, the deal but well, what, what I say. 
what I look at that is like you're giving up on your uh your prize possession, your top draft pick, and you're giving up on your yeah, investment. If you ask like a vast makes- majority of the executives, would you trade Ben Simmons for Harden? A majority of them would be like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would, but yeah, exactly. I, I don't think it's I that. Still, I still like. I don't know. Besides, well, it's been months. He he's he knew he was on the trade block. There's no way Ben Simmons for the past two I'm months just, hasn't known that he's been on the trade block. I think Ben Simmons. If, yeah, if he was on a different team, we would definitely be seeing a twenty-point a game score. If he was on a different team, yeah. because he wouldn't be playing point guard yeah. on a different team. Yeah, as soon as Daryl walked in the building, he knew he was on the trade block for Harden. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, Rockets didn't, didn't fuck up at all because at the end of the day, they still got how many unprotected first round picks at the, end of, at, at the end of the day. I'll take that over uh, over a player who hasn't improved as much as we'd like and also who also has back issues at a young age. I will take that. I'll take all those picks over Ben Simmons right now. Yeah, but no, but knowing that Ben Simmons is probably going to be a top 10 player uh, in the league, for years to come, if he, if those back issues don't don't come back to haunt him again, fine. That, stop putting that, back well, No, I'm I'm not. I'm I'm just being realistic. I'm, I'm seeing this in the mind of a GM. This guy had this guy was hurt half the season last year because of this. Okay. I'm I'm I don't want to I don't want to trade for a player who has injury issues when I could just have loads of top draft picks. I'd rather take that over a player with injury issues. It's the Michael Porter Jr. thing, too. Don't compare yeah. the situations. I mean, look at look at, look at at Yao Ming. How how long did Yao Ming's career last? How long? We look at Chris Osborne's thinking. You know Benson is going to be fine. Come on. You're you're decorating these back issues. He's gonna be fine. No, I I mean he could. I'm saying he could be fine, but that's also a worry. Now it's not that, but it's not a big enough worry to not trade for him. No, it's a big enough worry to to take that deal over what the Brooklyn Nets offered. So you think that getting Oladipo and all those picks is better value than getting Ben Simmons and maybe like two first rounders? Yes, because all those picks are unprotected. one, might, we don't even know who Kyrie's coming picks, You're probably going to whip on those picks, though. Say it again? They might just whip on those picks. I mean, they could. Look how many picks, the, look how many picks the Boston I mean, on. Those picks don't mean yeah. anything. <laughs> they really look, don't. Look how, many, look how many picks they whipped on, but look at the players they, they scored on. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And those two players are the reason why they're one of the top teams in the NBA right now. That's true. And, you know, uh, Philly. Those Philly's two players play. are from Brooklyn. Those two players were via Brooklyn's picks. Yeah. This is why you get the draft picks. This is why you get the draft picks. Yeah, but they also got way more picks. And um, they're just getting – they get three unprotected picks and then pick swaps. So it's only three – there's only three years that they're going to have two picks. And those picks might not be good. We don't know. We don't know if those people. They, they, they might not be good, but they might. To be fair, they might not be good, but they might be the next LeBron. We never know. But that's why you take. I, I bank. I, I bank on the unpredictable. You take the unpredictable. That is you know, just terrible financial advice. <laughs> you bet on the unpredictable. No, you take the sure thing. You take the sure thing, folks. All right. You don't gamble when you go shopping for a house. When you when you're shopping for a house, you look at what you have and you're just like, "Oh, that house is really nice. I'm going to buy that house." You don't just gamble and just be like, "Listen, here's $300,000 just Russian roulette." So, okay. So, what if you don't take the picks and you get Ben Simmons? You get Ben Simmons and you find out there's like uh there's a second coming of Zion in this draft and that could have been your pick. But it's a Brooklyn Nets pick in 2026 what that they have because Kevin Durant 
<laughs> Kevin Durant is past his prime or went to a different team. Kyrie Irving retired because we're really not sure what Kyrie Irving's going to do five years from now or James Harden is out of shape. What if Ben Simmons does exactly what we all think he's going to do and becomes awesome, becomes a defensive player of the year candidate every single year and is a guy that averages 20, 10, and 10 every single night? But not yeah, I'm not, Westbrook I'm play not, where I'm he's not, just I'm not doubting you that he could be a ten pick, and then he probably could be your best player, or at least you know that he could be the second best player on the NBA Finals team. Yeah, I want I, that guy compared to seven. Picks. I, I said, hey, I say I've, I've been saying that I'd rather have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid for that reason. Exactly. But when I'm also Embiid is an MVP right now. <laughs> but but what I'm also player. saying is that I'd rather have just all these possible picks because at the end of the day, Kevin Durant is 32 coming off an Achilles injury. Even though he's playing good right now, I'm just saying there's no talent gap in five years from now. Mm-hmm. James Harden is 31. Um, Kyrie Irving, he's not even here right now. <laughs> we don't even know when he's coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just saying, you don't know what's going to happen five years from now. Look, uh, uh, we're saying about the picks that the Celtics whiffed on, but the reason why the Celtics are good right now is because of that trade. So I would rather take those picks than take one possible sure thing who also has a, some injury his, issues. I'd rather just take all those multiple picks because they can have they they can be the future as well. Look at look at the Pelicans. Also, Make this thing. Thing. Look at the Pelicans. That Anthony Davis pick that that lakers pick turned into zion yeah but also just on this out there take the pick what who has who has houston drafted that has that gives you this much confidence that houston's going to draft a good player well i could ask you this when's the last time houston actually drafted the lottery yeah i don't remember exactly yeah so yeah well, i mean we're saying that but they haven't drafted that high no, you know who it, was? it was um it was rice white you remember rice white from that was like 15. 15 or 16, I think, wasn't it? It was 15, I think it was like 15. It was 15 or 16. That was the last time they were in the lottery. I can't No, but I'm saying, I think, I think the that pick was 15th or 16th. Oh, was it? I thought that was in the lottery. I, I thought it could be. If, 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 if it was in the lottery, it's even 14th. I remember uh, that being a mid first round pick. Even worse. They, the they haven't had a top 10 pick in a long time. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it has to be post 2012. I mean, the one pick I can remember is Yao Ming. Of yeah, course, they had, had a pick. It had been that. between 2000, yeah, 2010 and 12. It would have to be between those years because that's when they sucked. Because that's when Yao was gone. Um, that's when Battier left and McGrady was gone. Yeah, it had to have been during that time. They had picked during the lottery. And they whiffed on those picks because obviously we don't remember what they were. <laughs> well, let's see. Rockets draft picks over the years. Let's see. Rockets draft history. We are going to see it. Last time they picked in the top 10 was Yao Ming. No, no, no. Rudy Gay. Rudy, real Rudy Gay. But that's via Memphis. Last time they picked in the top 10 with a pick they actually kept was 2002. Yao Ming. And they didn't whiff on Yao Ming. They, they didn't. No. No, they didn't. That's the last time they picked in the top 10. The last time they picked in the lottery was 2012, and that was Jeremy Lamb, but they traded that to OKC. Um, before that was Marcus Morris. Well, Marcus Morris wasn't a whiff. Um, Patrick Patterson was the year before that, but the last time they ever picked in the top 10 was 2002. Yeah, but so, also just to throw this out there, it doesn't really matter. 
right? It doesn't really matter if you pick up the top uh, 10. I mean, it would be nice because you have a really good chance of getting somebody good. But if your organization is just good at drafting, um, cough, cough, the Nuggets, cough, cough, the Spurs. If your organization is just good at drafting, it doesn't matter when you when you uh, have I mean, picks. I've always heard this. The best teams get the best players. It always it always holds true. But looking looking at the Rockets draft, they seem to draft pretty well for the most they, part. They draft well. They don't keep their players. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Clint Capella, 2014, that's the 25th pick. That was a good pick. I mean, 2015 had Sam Decker, but 18, I feel like when you get to 18, that's a crap shoot. I forgot that so, uh, drafted Sam Decker. Shout out to Sam Decker, great Wisconsin guy. Horrible NBA player, though. Um, Patrick <laughs> Patterson, 2010, 14th. For what his career is, I think that's solid. Um, Marcus Morris, 2011, 14th, solid career. Batum 25th was a steal, even though they traded at the Portland. Aaron Brooks in 2007. Look, they've been drafted well, and these and these are under different regimes, and this doesn't even matter. But All I hear is players that played there for three years and then got traded. Okay, well, now <laughs> that, they those, can get a franchise so, player. Well, then those picks don't matter. Yeah, now they can get a franchise. Well, well, either way, yeah, well, I'll take Scratch. You're proving what I'm saying correctly. Like, if they even if they get all those picks, they whiff on all those picks. They're just going to trade them to get superstars. It's what Houston always does. They're, I mean, well, it's not what they've always done, obviously, but um, that just seems to be like what their new direction. They, they've always done that under the Daryl Morey regime, but this is a different regime now. So, what they've done before doesn't matter what they're going to do today. I mean, technically, it was when uh, they brought Charles Barkley. Uh, to the Rockets. That's when the whole that was also that was also a different regime way back when. No, that was also that's when it started. That's when it started. I, I, I don't know. Houston to me, you, you always if there, if you can get a guaranteed top ten guy, I just I just don't really understand why you wouldn't do that. Regardless of the medical issues, I don't care um, because quite honestly, if Kevin Love was injury prone and I knew he was injury prone I and he was in his prime I would still take him if you can get your hands on a top 10 guy you got it you got to do it and, and to then it. and then you'll get the camera up today the guy you're trying to trade but that's you can't. true but it, you listen as a per I keep forgetting who's your team who's your team in the NBA I I'm just an overall NBA fan let's say okay okay just just for a hypothetical if you were okay. a Hawks fan you, um, which is actually pretty nice, um, which means that you understand you understand how to build uh, pretty solid teams over the years. Um, when you go through dark times, you start to see what the league becomes, right? So as a Spurs fan, last year was like kind of a reawakening for me because I'm like, I have to watch the rest of the league. I'm not just paying attention to my garbage franchise, right? And you realize that in order to win, you need a top 10 guy. You need a top 10. You there, There's no team in NBA history that never had a top 10 guy on their team that won, that won a ring, right? Never. Right? Never. It's never happened. I mean, we can look it up, but no, it, it's probably, it's probably right. I'm 100% right. There's never been a time when there hasn't been a top 10 guy in the league, and that is the hardest thing to find. I mean, it would have been the Miami Heat if they, if they won. Jimmy Miller was a top 10 guy. I thought you meant top 10 guys in top 10 draft picks. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm the top okay. 10 guy in the league. Okay, I get you. I get you. No, I mean, I'll get yeah, you. In, in the yeah. league, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure there has been a team that doesn't have – that didn't have a top 10 draft pick. I'm, I'm sure that, that's probably been a thing. But to get a top 10 guy in the league, you know what I mean? A guy that, you know, you can list off however many players, but he still makes it. 
Ben Simmons is that guy. Not could be, he is that guy. And that is the hardest thing to get your hands on in the league. You're about to go through a serious rebuild and Ben Simmons is young. It doesn't make any sense to not get that. It doesn't make any sense. And I understand Oladipo is an expiring contract. You have three unprotected picks, uh, four pick swaps. Everything is nice. That's great. But you're using those picks to get a Ben Simmons. <laughs> That's like the whole point of using those picks. So if I can get that and get two unprotected picks on top of that, I'm sorry. I don't even care if I get Tyrese Maxey. I think you should do that 10, 10 out of 10 times. That's my argument, personally. I can see your point. Like, if they had Tyrese Maxey to that, I would be like, oh, okay. Look, no, I at first I was like, wait, they could have had Ben Simmons and they didn't make that trade. But then when I realized all those picks were unprotected, I was like, okay, I can see why now. Yeah. I'd rather take all those unprotected first round, like I said, because you get you can get one possible top ten guy in Ben Simmons. Yeah. Or you can get three possible top ten guys with those picks you can get. We never know. We never know. Yeah. We can look we can fast forward five years from now. We can simulate five years from now. Mm-hmm. And then if we have the second coming of LeBron James, and then we look up the draft boards, Rockets projected number one via Brooklyn. Yeah, and I'm gonna say, and I'll say, I told you so, right. and I'll say, like, I'll, we'll have this podcast five years from now, and we'll look back, and I'll tell you, remember when you told me that they should have had Ben Simmons? Well, now they're about to get this, the 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 future best player ever in the NBA. You know, it's also plausible during that time period that you completely forgot to mention Ben Simmons wins Finals MVP. That is entirely- not with the Sixers. Why the Sixers look terrific? With the way this team is constructed, they're not winning a championship. You're Every out, time they're going to get into the playoffs. You're, you're absolutely out of your mind. <laughs> you're crazy if you don't think that this team can win a title. They're not They're not going to win a title with Ben Simmons playing point guard. That's all I'm going to say. I still I still stand by that. What? They were, play they were playing position. terrific basketball when Seth, when Seth was playing. When Seth was on the court, that was that was the best-looking team in the East. I'm sorry. Like and I'm I I love Brooklyn and what they were doing at the beginning of the season. I hyped them, but look, the Sixers were the best team in the East. That's what I saw. I don't know what you guys were watching, but to me, Embiid was an MVP. Ben Simmons was doing his defensive thing and getting everybody involved, and then they did the smart thing by giving Ben Simmons free uh, three point shooters that he can pass to, and that completely unlocked Tobias's game. Yeah, the Ooh. Sixers are Ooh. legit with Doc with Doc at the helm. And they can win well, in the next well, five years, you know, hundred percent. At the same time, even though I did say that, at the same time, I'm, ha- I'm just yeah, hope they development. Come on, man, <laughs> come on. They can hundred percent make those. No, I love, I love Tyrese Max. He's a beast, but I just hope, I do hope they keep their team, though. I really do. Even though I just said that, I do hope they keep their team they, because, they like I said, like a doctor, like a doctor, they need a second opinion. So I just don't trade one Dude, of them please they almost did Daryl the team is going to be good every single year they're going to be good every single year. just don't trade one of those two they won't just don't trade they one won't because they're smart <laughs> well there's they almost trade them for James Harden well that's a smart no, move. if they... you can get a top five guy you 100% do that that's something you do 10 out of 10 times I don't care how many picks I don't care how many picks you give up you get a top five guy period period <laughs> James Harden I'm sorry 31 and 10 yeah I'll take that guy what do you want? My whole team? Fine. If they would have offered, I would have given him the silver platter for James Harden just to get him on the Spurs, even though it would be pointless. I would have given him the silver platter. You wouldn't do that? <laughs> to, on the, 
Well, who on the Spurs would they offer that would make the Rockets? There's that? nothing that we could give them that they would take. Exactly. Exactly. But I would still do it 10 out of 10 times. Even if I had a top... If I had Sabonis, I would trade him for Harden. I mean, yeah, just Sabonis, Sabonis trade up also wouldn't be good enough for Harden. No, it wouldn't. But I mean, yeah, I would, I would give up pretty... I would give up almost... I would give every almost everybody up except for like eight, eight, about twelve guys. There's about twelve guys that I wouldn't trade for. That sounds about right. And that feels about right, actually. Yeah, twelve. There's about twelve guys that I wouldn't trade for. Twelve. Well, either way, I just I just hope Ben Ben Simmons just needs to develop that offense game. He doesn't need a three point shot. Just develop it. He looks good, man. I don't know where all this where where's all this Ben Simmons hate coming from? <laughs> like, I don't hate Ben Simmons. It's just like I just felt like should have been a, I don't know I just felt like should have been a better player by now. He's really good. It's his third year in the league. What do you want from him? He's really good. Fourth year, fourth year in the league. Okay, it's his fourth year in the league. I'm sorry. But technically no, fifth year. Technically fifth year in the NBA, but we all know that that first year. But uh, s- still, he's good. He's good. I don't. I don't. I really don't know. I, I really don't know what you want from him. I mean, maybe he could be a better free throw shooter, sure. Um, I just feel like if he plays a different position, he'll be even more dominant. That's just what I feel. He's not playing a – like, I don't think – do you know <laughs> – I don't know how to how to um, articulate my words right now. Um, it's like you don't watch the NBA. It's kind of, it's kind of strange. Like – I do. Well, then, what are you talking about? I don't. Well, the way that you said that, it's like he's playing point guard. Positions don't exist anymore, especially on Philly. They don't matter. Like, you can't tell me that anybody is playing a real position, especially on Philly. Like, Embiid's initiating offense. Embiid, the center, he's initiating offense. And Ben Simmons is doing it too. I've I've seen Tobias initiate plays. It, like, um, yeah, there's no such thing as as positions anymore. So, like, I agree. If you want to say they need to throw Ben Simmons more in the post, I mean, I'll be like, yeah, that's yeah, what, that's, that's, yeah, that's but, what I mean. But that's what I mean. That's where the point guard. will be post. But what I'm saying is, like, he's not a point guard. <laughs> he's not playing point guard. He's just he's playing point forward, which is a position that doesn't even shouldn't even exist. Positions don't mean I, anything anymore, in my opinion. I, I don't think that they. I feel like it was used more like a Jokic. Then I feel like that's no, when he'll be at no, the best. No, no, no. Not in terms of shooting, but just like no, it, passing out. No, in terms of because um, Jokic's thing is um, is uh, pick and rolls, and to me, I don't. I, I I would rather have Ben Simmons have his hands on the ball in a pick and roll than have have it the other way around with Jokic. Where who, I think having him as a rolling man will be good because just with his speed and acceleration, I mean, it's going to be hard to make defend against that. I don't want that to be his primary thing. If you want to mix that in, but I don't want that to be his primary. That's 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 what I want to see with Ben Simmons because I feel like that could unlock his game even more offensively. Yeah, just in terms of more I would agree with that. Yeah, okay. We're now we're on the same page. If that that would unlock things, I agree. That would unlock some things. Trying to say I'm a casual. You said he was a. I don't know the way that you phrased that whole point guard thing. You're like, I don't want him to play uh, point guard anymore. I'm like, he's not really playing point guard. He really isn't. You, know, you try to Christian Wood me. You try to call me wow. a casual. Wow, uh, that's yeah, that's true. I'll take that. I'll take that on the chin. I'm sorry. You're trying to call me a casual. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're still a casual, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so, 
Yeah, it's almost like you're trying to throw through throw food on me. It's almost like you're trying to throw food on me. I mean, that's kind of this whole podcast, right? Just me kind of uh, shitting on everybody at this point. So, we so uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that was the transition. That was the transition. So speaking of throwing food, we ain't talking about JR. We're probably talking about a player who JR taught oh, to throw good. food. And it's Kevin Porter. Like Kevin that. Porter Jr., KPJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Kevin Porter Jr., um, he was a good talent. Coming out of college, very young player, came out of USC. High energy. And, and honestly, like, he fell in the draft boards because of his personality issues. And usually when a player falls because of personality issues, it's usually overblown. And they turn out to be a very good player. Yeah. His was kind of legit, I guess. His, it's, his looks like it's pretty legit. Yeah, he's been going through some things. I think he's been going through some depression issues from what it seems like. Uh, he had gun charges, and now most recently he threw food at Kobe Altman. At least that's allegedly. At least this this is the reports I'm reading. We, I wasn't in the locker room. I was in the locker room. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't have speed dial to Isaac. I can't. I can't let him ask him what what's going on in there. But apparently he threw food at Kobe Altman. They had a, they got a shouting match because Kevin Porter Jr. came into the locker room and found out that his locker was replaced and his locker was by the rookies as his old locker was now Torian Prince's locker. <laughs> and he was not informed about that. So he came into the locker to only see another man's stuff in his locker yeah. to find out that his locker is by the rookies. Yeah, you just... Um... Ironically, as, he feels guy, the right. as a second-year guy, I mean, it's kind of a rookie mistake, right? Do you feel? But do you feel that uh, Kevin Porter Jr. is in is is he completely in the wrong? When you go to work, this, find- I will say this: um, if I came into work and I found out that I, my locker got replaced by a guy who just got traded to my team, I would feel a type of way. I'm not gonna lie; I'll feel a type of way. Uh, but at the same time, he hasn't been playing for personality problems anyway so yeah it's kind of like the team does see him like look you're not you you haven't technically haven't played at all this season yeah that was so another thing i was gonna ask has he played at all no he hasn't played, played at, all. at all yeah he hasn't been playing at all anyway oh, yeah, hasn't so. played a single game this year yeah what are you yeah so, what are you doing <laughs> you're not playing i mean you're if you're not playing that means that you are expendable and this is i, I will say this though um I'm not going to say that it's a, a, a massive deal, but um, it's obviously a huge mistake. You shouldn't you shouldn't throw food. <laughs> you shouldn't play with your food. You shouldn't throw food. You shouldn't throw anything at anybody. Um, Usually rookies are sponges. They just learn from what they see in their veteran leadership. Uh, that's true. We were talking about this with Cleveland last year, right? It looks like they didn't have good veteran leadership. Yeah, and true. apparently Kevin Porter took uh, some of that uh, leadership from JR and and did the same thing. Yeah, it turns out Cleveland is uh, the new Washington. Um, <laughs> that's what it seems. Yep. Javel uh, McGee, Nick Young. Yeah, pretty much. I remember those things. Yeah. Gilbert Arenas. Yeah, Arenas, yeah. And uh, was Jameson on that team? I feel like Antoine was on that team. I don't know. Um, if so, end of career, probably? Probably, something like that. But yeah, um, Kevin Porter. Unfortunately, you know, it's funny. I, I agree with you. There, there were some things about his game that I really liked, um, especially last year. Like he played like legit minutes for Cleveland last year, and he was and he was good. Um, so it kind of sucks that he just kind of ruined this because if you get kicked off Cleveland, that is that is a horrible look. 
That's a hor- That's a, almost as bad as Dwayne Haskins getting kicked off of Washington. Almost as bad. Because, um, like, if you're getting kicked off a trash team, why would I give you a job? So um, I know he's going to get a job because he's exciting. Oh, he's an exciting I'll, prospect. I, he's going to get a job. Like, there's no. If problem. I was a team with a lot of veteran leaders, like uh, San Antonio Spurs, like a Brooklyn Nets now, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you call Kyrie veteran leadership, but if you, yeah, get, actually, uh, no, that's a terrible. Spot. <laughs> it's a terrible. Spot. If, um, I would. Like, I actually kind of like the Warriors. I, I like feel like Kevin Durant. Is a good role model, and I think James Harden, if he's happy, he's a good role model. If he's happy, and he looks like he's happy now, yeah. DeAndre Jordan seems like he's a good role model too. Oh, Jeff Green is uh, yeah, a D- good role model. Yeah, I like me some DJ as some veteran leadership, actually. So, so, so I think Ke- I think Kevin Porter could fit in, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn needs some bench scoring right now. They traded their bench scoring. Yeah, I just don't think Kevin. Well, after hearing that he's throwing food because his locker got switched, I'm pretty sure he I don't he doesn't want to answer questions about KD Kyrie drama every single day, probably. True that. True that. Especially as like, hey, why did Kyrie not come for come practice? I'm pretty sure he would hate answering that 150 times. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is Kevin Porter Jr. the son of a former NBA player? I have no clue. I cannot answer that for you. Because if he is, then why is he acting this way? Shouldn't he have a little bit more professionalism? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at his um at his bio right now. Um, yeah, actually, if he was, if he is the son of uh, son of an NBA player, I definitely don't think he would do this. So I'm going to go on the front page and say no, he didn't do it. <laughs> he wasn't the son of an NBA player. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, ooh, I, now I hate that I even mentioned that. It's, okay, never, never mind. His his father played football, basketball. Ball and baseball for Rainier Beach High School in Seattle in nineteen nineties, but he so he wasn't um, but he wasn't a professional. He actually got shot five times and killed while trying to help someone being attacked. Well, that's so that's tragic. So right. looks like he's been he's been going through some he's been yeah he's been going through a tough life. So I guess it's just I guess it's just maturity issues. He just needs to he just needs to mature a bit. He's been, he just had a tough childhood. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for. Bring the vibe down. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 really good. Yeah, that, that really did kind of. Yeah, that, okay, that's not great. I know there was a Kevin Porter in the NBA, so that's why I was trying to see if there was a. Since he's Kevin Porter Jr., I was just trying to see if that was his father, but I guess not. Oh, oh. change. Okay, we we could change the mood on that yeah, one, it's, but yeah, it's bail. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, where do you think he should go? That's something that I was also thinking about for like the past like. 30 minutes since we talked um since you told me about this earlier i don't really know a good landing spot for him i, I actually kind of like the warriors a little bit oddly enough um in terms of like a pure just culture shift i think that would be uh, that'd be a good spot for him um warriors could be good yeah you, you know i don't know if kelly Oubre being around <laughs> Him and I don't know. That's also the best influence as well. But I mean, Draymond Green, St- Steph yeah, Curry. Say, yeah, it's Draymond and Steph. That's all you care about. FDB, <laughs> uh, uh, Kelly Oubre. Nobody's listening to him, especially after yeah what he's been doing this season. Yeah, nobody's going to be paying attention to what Kelly has to say at this point. Matter of fact, give let's give Damian Lee some more minutes, <laughs> based off of what I've seen personally. I mean, technically, he is another uh, Curry, so. Uh yeah yeah give give him some more minutes but um you got Warriors you got Spurs Nets uh trying to see would not Miami Heat definitely not Miami um no God, 
they they need they need work ethic players, not I mean, not players. I mean, you know, to put some respect on his name. He is a really high energy guy. Um, you know, it might work. I don't know. They need mature work ethic. I mean, if if, this, if they were scared of Hassan Whiteside, I don't know if they want to get Kevin Porter. Whiteside is uh, yeah, he is just <laughs> he's the poster boy for uh, trying to think. Uh, he's the poster boy for just being immature. Not just, you know, fake stats. <laughs> like his stats literally don't mean anything. He's not. And they don't, but just like in the locker room too, they, they really, they did not want to play him with Jimmy Butler at all. They traded him immediately because they did not want him and Jimmy Butler being in the same locker room. So well, yeah, that's why I don't know if Kevin Porter Jr. could work, but Hey, if he's high work ethic, if he's a high energy guy, then it could work. But yeah. Cause it's like, have you ever like, yeah, Hassan Whiteside. I mean, you've seen him play. Like he he is not like a good addition to your squad. No, he's he's, he's, a, he's also a player who just benefit who benefited like the, from the league like seven years ago. But and he's or at least and when he first. I don't even think so. He's trash defensively. Like he's garbage defensively. He is, and I don't understand why he is talked about as this defensive guy. I'm like, no, he's not because he blocks shots. Barely. <laughs> well, he, well, he blocked shots before at a point in time when when D Wade was on the team, yeah. so that's why he was seen as a good defender. Yeah, I'm like, man, because you just look at he blocked shots, but now he doesn't anymore. Yeah, he needs to. But he needs to find some place to sit down. Yeah, Kevin Porter Jr. will definitely find a spot. Like you said, he's a talented player. Uh, yeah, he's, he, he's a he's a natural scorer. Um, in terms of the players on that roster, it's Colin Sexton, and you can say if you don't count Kevin Love on the roster, you can say. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. is the second most natural scorer on that team. Um, natural scorer. That scoring just comes nat- naturally. More natural than I'm Garland? Not talking about... Then Garland? Uh, we got to see more Garland be, to say. Yeah, like, he, needs he's more nat- he needs more volume. I, I think that uh, I would say Garland. Garland has a – he's got a little well, twang to his game. We, we can – we could say Garland now, but yeah, yeah Gar- Garland and Porter, but he's up there. He's up there. Yeah, it'd be hilarious, by the way, if Denver just picks him up and it's just continuously getting Oh, that, oh Denver will be a good team. Denver, I think Mike Malone, Mike Malone is, is I think he'll be feel better with Mike Malone yeah. on that team. Den- Denver will be a fun team. Oh, I could definitely see Denver. That would actually be very scary. Yeah. Oh, um, by the way. Um, this is also, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I had to break this in uh, the middle. I wanted to do this little section because I kind of, I, I completely forgot about this. I want to do a section of where I where I was right and wrong every single week, if, if that's okay with you. I forgot that I, this is something that I wanted to do because I need to admit my faults when I'm wrong. Oh, yeah, you definitely do. But I also want to praise myself when I'm right. Let's not get twisted here, all right? This is a two-way street of uh, where I was right and wrong. But um, I just, I, I want to... I want to be honest to the people about when I'm wrong. And one person that I was deeply wrong about, and I want to I, I really apologize, one person that I was incredibly wrong about, you know who it is. LaMelo? It was Peyton Pritchard. I was, I was completely wrong. Well, that too. <laughs> I, I feel more bad about the Peyton Pritchard thing because I literally didn't give him the, the, the time of day. Um, but Pritchard is legit. He's, yeah, he might be the best Peyton in sports. He... <laughs> Gary Payton, Peyton Manning. He might be. He might be. He might be. Who knows? But um, yeah, he's he's on Payton. He he's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. I I don't know. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know what it is about Boston scouting, but it seems like Boston, Boston scouting is is really good. He, he's he's awesome. So I want to formally apologize to Peyton Pritchard because I didn't know if he was a they're, guard, they're, guard they're kind of hit and miss. He, 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 Forever Peyton Pritchard is a Romeo Langford, so they're kind of hit and miss. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I mean, have you seen his numbers? His numbers are great. Like he, yeah, his his volume is not insane because you know obviously he's got Tatum, but I mean for what he's doing, I mean, um, close to nine points a game. He's an elite three point shooting. Yeah, he's an elite three point shooting role player who could actually do more stuff than other than just two threes at six foot one. Yeah, for listeners, uh, he is a 50, 40, 90 guy. Literally, fifty <laughs> percent from the field, forty three percent from three, ninety percent from the from the from free throw. I mean, that's incredible. If you can get that out of a rookie, I'll take that 10 times out of 10. So I was completely wrong about you, Peyton Pritchard, and I humbly apologize. Humbly, humbly apologize. I'm so sorry. But where I was right, you know what I was right about? Out of curiosity. Where JC was right. I could, I could hear that Colin Coward um, <laughs> soundbite. Oh, that's right. He does do this segment. I should get that soundbite for this. I'm sorry. Next time. Where JC okay. was right. I feel like I was right about the Spurs, man. I mean, I feel like I was right about the Spurs, man. I really granted you kind of come from some sort of bias, so you're always going to say the Spurs are hey, going to be good. Hey, that's absolutely true. <laughs> that's absolutely true. But I was still right. I was right. I was like, this team could be a little bit sneaky. This team could sneak up on you. And who knew that Demar Derozan could take it up another level? Who 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 would have thought that Demar Derozan would be taking threes <laughs> and making them? Who would have thought? Honestly, my they are, I always thought that Mario Rosen could hit threes because even when he shot them in Toronto that one year, he was hitting them decent. He just doesn't take them. <laughs> Look, if you can hit mid-range shots as good as he can, he can obviously shoot threes. He just doesn't do it. Yeah, he needs to I, – I, I don't know why he just decided to do it this year. Um <laughs> to just uh, probably force them. I mean, probably. I mean, probably. I mean, he's shooting a career high to thirty. Uh, they probably. Pro- you know what? You know, th- this is how you get players to do something. They probably put a bonus in his contract or a clause in his contract. They got to make this much amount of threes, uh, and then you'll get this bonus. They probably put that in his contract, and that's probably why he's shooting them. Players do it for the, for those reasons too. Yeah. Yeah, but he's been. Uh, yeah, he's been terrific. Um, you know, twenty six and six. Um, he's been great, but I mean, the real, the real um, shocker um, for the team has been Kelton Johnson. I mean, he's been insane. Like, I don't know where the I don't like. You remember the hype for Kelton Johnson when he came out of high school? <laughs> like, yeah. like there was some legit hype. Um, but he played nothing like he like he's playing now. He is a rebounder. That's a, no- that's the problem with Kentucky sometimes is that they have too many freshmen coming in. So sometimes some freshmen like Kelvin Johnson and Devin Booker can be lost in the shuffle or at least for playing time. Yeah. So once they come to the NBA, you see like, okay, they're really this good, but they didn't really get that chance in Kentucky because just so many recruits come in at once. Right. And this could also add to the argument that maybe Calipari doesn't really make you better. Is this more of a showcase for his team? Because I heard that argument before. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of agree with that statement because, um, I mean, the results just haven't been there um, over the years. But um, I will say this, Calipari, um, I don't think anybody does a better job at selling their players to the NBA as Calipari does. So that's where I have to give um, him, him credit because oh, yeah, it does definitely. seem if you go to Kentucky, you're getting drafted. Like there's, 
like even like look at a prime example to me i think that if uh what's his name trayvon duval who was the number one point guard in the country like three years ago um who had all this potential in the world i guarantee you if you would decided to go to kentucky then duke he probably would have got drafted yeah he probably would have yeah. probably would have just because like you know he's a six six point guard i mean those guys should get drafted the fact that he didn't um just let me know something but um yeah anyway back to uh keldon but keldon at kentucky he just kind of seemed like a three like a like just a three-point shooter and nothing else and now he is this three and d monster who like i said who, are, who else seemed like a three-point shooter i'm about to say who else seemed like a three-point shooter and nothing else in kentucky mm, oh uh Devin, Devin booker booker yeah yeah yeah, and yeah, and I would love to say that they're going to be the same. I don't think so, probably because no. uh, Devin just has has that smooth ball handling game that I don't think Keldon will ever get. But one thing I'll say for Keldon, um, for Devin Booker, that man gives as much effort as any player in the NBA, in my opinion. And uh, you know, I've been saying for a while that um, that the Nuggets have the best scouting department in the NBA right now, but I'm starting to question it a little bit. I'm starting to question it a little bit because DeJounte is another guy. He stepped up big time this year. I, you know, we've been waiting for him to kind of. His was just recovering from injury. I, now he's just fully, completely recovered. That's true. Um, and getting the confidence back from after that injury, which is also, which is also just as important. Yeah. And he's, he's driving a lot more. Um, he's kicking a lot more, which is really nice. And he, and he's, um, obviously you know he's a terrific defender um and he's stepped up on the free throws which is which is really nice um it just kind of th- this team feels very miami heatish where um you have one guy DeRozan, who's kind of like the focal point of the team and everybody kind of follows around him and then there's just all these role players who have all have specific jobs of what they're supposed to do and they all just do it because popovich is a fucking awesome coach <laughs> And this literally just feels like it's the same thing. Like Eric Spolster is just an awesome fucking coach. He had all these guys who all knew what their jobs were. Um, granted, I don't think that they're going to have the the same season as the Heat because the Heat obviously had um, a wild card and bam. Maybe Keldon could be that wild card. Maybe, but I don't really see it. You know, I'm already kind of being like I'm I'm being like a safe parent <laughs> with Keldon kind of where I'm just like I like seeing him do all these things but let's progress him solely let's see how high we can we can get him to and then you know Lonnie Walker is kind of the other wild card of this team like can he um you know just give me more volume because Lonnie is as terrific of a shooter as he is he needs to I think he starts he needs to start getting a little bit more buckets and he's also a freak athlete freak athlete but um, you know, it's pretty glaring that the San Antonio just needs a big man, and once they get a big man, I think they're going to be unstoppable. So yeah, that's my San Antonio rant. So you're not sold on Jacob Podol, <laughs> Jacob Portal, by the way. Um, What's it, Jake? Oh, that sounds so American. Why? Yeah, Jacob Portal. Um, no, <laughs> he's averaging like four points and six rebounds. No, I don't. No, absolutely not. No. Beast. How do you feel about Lamarcus Aldridge? Is he trade bait at this point? Would, he's definitely not the player he used to be. No, he's um he's on his last legs. Yeah, he's trade bait. Yeah, I, I would I would trade him in a heartbeat. If I'm being just completely honest. Remember how highly sought after he was that the Lakers wanted him so bad he chose San Antonio and Well the Lakers fucked up the deal. 
And that's why he went to San Antonio because he was supposed to be there. Yeah. They fucked it up. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah I mean, he was really good. I mean, he was. Yeah, in particular, like his second and third year in San Antonio. I mean, he was incredible. He was like a literal. He was a legit like twenty two and and like eight guy. Uh, Lillard was disappointed he left. He should have stayed. I think that I think that Portland would have been really fun. That would it would have been really. With, and they still had and when he left, this is when McCollum, McCollum just yeah. got the starting yeah. job. That's when he just got so if McCollum, if he would have stayed with McCollum developed the way he did, yeah, uh Blazers could have been a championship contender. Yeah, because yeah. what they're lacking was a scoring big man. Yeah, because I mean at that point he was still an all-star when he left. He was still he was still like a legit all-star. So yeah. Marcus Aldridge should have had some patience. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he should. No, it wasn't really the patience. It was more just he really didn't. He really did not want to be the main guy. And when he came to San Antonio, it really didn't seem like, like he was just going to take over for Duncan. That's what it seemed like, and everybody was like, okay, fine. And then Kawhi came on to be the guy, and then you know, yeah, and he wanted to get traded again. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I would trade him just because he's thirty five, and and also the game evolved from him. Yeah. They gave him a ball from a player like him. Well, yeah, yes and no, because the only reason um, I actually kind of disagree with that statement, because when Lamarcus first came, he was shooting threes at like a legit level. I mean, he, no, he still shoot. Yeah, he was shooting threes. But what I'm saying, like most of his points are primarily in the post. Yeah, they're primarily so not being as game. physically imposing as uh, Joel Embiid. So, well, the reason why I'm saying that like, is because a player like him is just less valuable than he was in his prime. Like if he was still as good as he was in his prime, he's still he's less valuable now. Yeah, I I don't know. He, when he shoots threes, it's, he's not a bad three point shooter at all. No, he's not. And I think that um I think that the game if um if you would have grew up in this NBA, I think he would have been fine. I, th- I actually think he probably would have been better to be honest with you, just how good of a mid range shooter he is. And la- I mean, last year he was taking um he took three threes a game and he made thirty nine percent of them. So I mean. I think that if he would have grown up, he would have been good. For, for a guy that's not reliant on athleticism at all, he should not be declining this badly the way he's been playing. Yeah, but if you really think about it, he his game was always that really tough fadeaway mid-range shot where he barely got it over the defender, like every single time. True. So losing that little bit of step, I mean, it's, it's literally like the Brady thing. Brady is not the super athletic guy, but once you lose that little bit, you just become that much worse, so... Uh, that that's my theory. That's true. If they could trade him, I, I don't know. The way he's playing doesn't look like he's tradable. No, I don't. No, he's on his last year of his contract. I mean, that's that would be the 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 piece. He's an expiring contract. That'd be like the just a backup play for the Lakers. I could see that. <laughs> Please no. I could I I could see that a backup for the Lakers or the Clippers. I could see that. <laughs> you think he's going to start? He's not starting. No, uh, <laughs> listen, if we if we trade him, all I ask is that we get uh. What's his name? Tucker? Oh, what's that guy's name? Yeah, yeah. Lakers aren't doing that. Come on. Just give me Tucker, man. Just give me Taylor Horton Tucker. Give me Taylor Horton Tucker, yeah, Tucker, Tucker, man. Come on, please. You're already going to get a ring this year. Just let me just let me have it. Shoot. Nah. But yeah, that's where I was right and wrong. And maybe next week I'll get to LaMelo, but we'll, 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 we'll wait on that. I'm not really excited for that yet. Oh, uh, you're still wrong on that. Like, either way, you're, you're still wrong. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. Yeah, just take the L on that one. <laughs> just take the L. All right, fine. I'll take the L. Yeah. I'll take the L. But yeah. Sorry, Peyton. I apologize. And I'll let you know he's currently shooting over 40% now. So that criticism of him shooting under 40% is now invalid. 
That's true. So shout out to Lamelo for bringing his his uh, field goal percentage to forty point three. He's bringing his A game. He's bringing his A game. Second in uh, rookie of the year voting, in my in my opinion. He's second right now, which is still good. So you also had a, a top ten. Uh, do you want to mention that? Yes. Yes. Now I'll ask you: Would you like me to start from one to ten, or ten to one? Ten to one. Ten. Okay. Well, that was quick. Okay. So I'm doing this thing for everybody for everybody to know. Um, I'm doing this thing where I want to track how I feel about who are the best players in the league as we go on. Because I'd rather, because I, I don't want to make these generalizations or like, oh, Mahomes is the MVP, LeBron's the MVP, blah, blah, blah. I want to keep an accurate description of who we feel like is the top 10 players in the NBA. So um, I was up on, I was up for a really, really, really long time making this list. And to be honest with you, I feel like it's completely wrong. And I also, um, this is, um, I'm going to ask you this question. Do you realize how many really good players there are in the NBA? Making a top 10 list is really hard. I'm saying that the NBA is evolving now. I'm saying. Dude, it's. Players are better now than they were yesterday. And that's why I keep telling people. Yeah, they're, dude, they're way, they're way better. They're way better. But yeah, it's, um, um, I will say this, um, for those who are about to, um, listen to this list, um, I apologize because, um. Yeah, I just apologize because there's there's definitely going to be a player that is off this list that um, <laughs> I'll just get into it. All right, here we go. All right, number ten. Number ten, I have Demontis Sabonis. Now, why do I have Demontis Sabonis? He is he's just playing out of control this year. I think he's having. Um, I think he's the main reason why. Uh, why Indiana is playing as well as they are. He's the main focal point. He's stepped up seriously. I think that if he continues on this path, he's probably going to rise on this list. Um, but for me, um, to, to me, for as good as this team has been, he's, he's been the main focal point. So, um, Simone is at 10. Any problems? Okay. No, 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 no. I'm, I've always, I love Sabonis since Gonzaga. I remember um, – being uh i remember doing broadcasting for st john's and st john's got uh blown out by gonzaga and i asked march and i asked coach mark few in the press conference about the modest bonus and he was happy that i asked about the modest bonus <laughs> and i was so sold on him from that day at st john's and even when that paul george trade happened i was saying that the modest bonus is not a throw-in he is a very positive piece for that team and look at the modest bonus right now yeah, he, he's having um, an absolutely incredible year. On top of that, who's having an, uh, an incredible year at nine, um, I have Damian Lillard at nine. Um, really nothing much to say because I feel like everybody knows um, Dame Dollar at this point. He's awesome. I think he, uh, I think he's one of the top uh, leaders in scoring. I know he leads the league in points. So he's... Uh, I think I think McCollum actually leads the team in scoring right oh, now over Lillard. Yeah, oh yeah, L- McCollum's having a great year this year. No, no McCollum's having a having having a, um, a stud year. Let me see, McCollum uh, Lillard has twenty seven point six. What does McCollum have? Probably like twenty eight. Uh, let's see, let's see. Oh, twenty six point seven. Okay, well McCollum was leading, but I guess Damian Lillard took that. Yeah. Well, I mean. Look, Dame is Dame is a um, an absolute an absolute stud. You know he's shooting 94 from the free throw line this year. Oh, he's an elite. Free, he was always one of the best free throw shooters. Yeah, it, it, it always just surprises me that um you know when you talk you know 
offense is basically dictated three point and free throws. And, you know, once you're the best at that, there's no way that I can leave you off the top 10. So, I mean, he's just the best at it. So um, I have uh, Dame at nine. Um, And Portland's been uh, about as good as I expected. I expected them to be a little bit better. But, you know, I'm never going to hold that against Dame. So Dame is... uh, It's still a crapshoot at the end of the day. Like, I don't... don't, The records are not really going to solidify to, like, a month and a half after this. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not like they're bad. I mean, they're, look, they're eight and five. I mean, that's still very good. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's fifth in the in the West. So, I mean, that's good, you know, but everybody said that, you know, Portland was going to be this amazing team, but they're about where I think they're probably going to finish between like four and five. So yeah, Dame at eight, uh, nine, sorry. Eight, I have Giannis. Not going to say anything. Eight? Yeah, I have him at eight. I have him at eight. And I'm a... Is it because of the jump shot? The free throw shooting? One of ten okay. from free throw? Okay, I'm going to let everybody know this right now <laughs> because this is not this is going to be a, re- a reoccurring thing. Um, everybody up until about five has like a flaw in their game and it's up to personal opinion about who you rank where. For me, I have Giannis at eight because I feel like the other players have either done more than him or are, are more important to their team than Giannis is when it comes to winning. And who would I rather want at this point in time on my Giannis team? eight important eight is but I well I gotta see who you have. You have to hear who I have ahead of him, right? Okay, okay. Giannis is having a really good year. Milwaukee is the is the best team in the league. Um, but look, Giannis is always great in the regular season. And I've been disappointed in back-to-back years of his playoff performances. And yes, I'm holding his playoff performances against him. And he's always going to be awesome in the in, in the regular season. So, and I'm never I'm not going to kick Giannis out of my top five, but uh, or not my top five, my top ten. I'm not going to kick him out of my top ten because that's just disrespectful. But um, I can't put him in my top five if I know that he can't perform in the playoffs. That's he play. performs in the playoffs. The difference why is when he got playing for him. Well, why did they get their only win in the semifinals when he didn't play? They got their only win because Miami literally they 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 created their whole team to defend Giannis. So when Giannis was out, when Giannis was out the lineup, they didn't know how to defend the Bucks anymore yeah, because Giannis, their whole game plan was to defend Giannis. Yeah, and Giannis made a lot of big mistakes. <laughs> During, during that playoff run. He didn't, know, he didn't know what to do because they just clogged the paint. I have to, I Which, have yeah, to. He, has, he has a glaring weakness that he can't he can't really create his own shot outside of 10 feet. Yeah, look, but look, if you're – look, I'm not saying – and I want to be clear. I'm not saying Giannis is bad. He's awesome. He's incredible. We can all agree on that. But this is the top 10. Like, this is the best players in the league. This isn't the – this is in the '80s when you know naming the bottom the bottom half is is, uh, is super easy, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Like for those who are paying attention, um, and I'm just gonna say this now: Luca is not in my top ten. Luca is not in my top ten right now. I mean, that could be fair enough. The way but it's Luca, yeah, it's Luca Doncic, man. He's awesome, but he's not in my top ten. He's probably in somebody else's top ten. Hell, he's probably in somebody's top five. But you know, the league is stacked. <laughs> it's stacked to the brim. And if I can't, if if I have to hold something accountable, it's just going to be playoff losses and how detrimental is your flaw to your team in terms of winning games. And Giannis is going to, listen, the Bucks are probably going to finish with the best record in the East. Do you expect the Bucks to go past the second round of the playoffs? Depends who they're playing. 
The answer's no. The answer's no. If they play Philly, they're screwed. If they play the Celtics, they're screwed. And if they play the Nets, they're screwed. So they're screwed. If they play Philly, they're screwed. I think they can match up well with Philly. Maybe, but um, you put Ben Simmons on, on, on Giannis and then it's over. Because they have nobody to defend Joel Embiid. <laughs> Absolutely nobody. But that's just my opinion. Uh, you can put Giannis or Brooke Lopez or a combination of both with Joel Embiid. I think that would yeah. nullify him a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, he's number eight. So obviously you have a big contention with me uh, putting Giannis at eight. Uh, I guess we can put it put put that way. But we'll... And the difference is now they have Drew Holiday instead of Eric Bledsoe. So what the Heat did last season against Giannis in the playoffs, they can't do that same exact defense anymore because while Eric Bledsoe is a non-shooter, uh, Drew Holiday isn't a non-shooter. So Drew Holiday, that'll just be another player open from three. Okay, that's fair. Okay, number seven. Sorry, dramatic pause. Okay. I got Kawhi. I got Kawhi. Now, uh, when it comes to Kawhi, I have a very uh, weird feeling of putting him here because, to be honest with you, he kind of deserves to be in the top five um, just out of sheer respect. I guess, and um, I'm pretty sure right now he's averaging a, a career high in assists. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Five point nine, yeah. Yeah, so he's I think he's averaging a career high in assists. Um, he's really good, and the Clippers are second in the second in the league. Um, this is this is just a pure. Um, other people are hot right now. This is the only reason why I have him here, and I'm going to be really honest. Kawhi's awesome. He's probably a top five player if I have to like draft somebody, but the, the other players that I have ahead of him are just way hotter. You know what I feel? Honestly, this might be a hot take. Mm-hmm. Paul George is playing like the best player on the team. And Kawhi's you could argue that. Like- you could really argue that because defensively, Paul George is better than Kawhi Leonard, which I never thought I would say. And off- offensively, he's better than Kawhi Leonard this season. Offensively, Paul George is back to that MVP form. He well, he said it. Paul George said he got his personal trainer from his MVP year. He's going to be back, and hey, he's he's backing it up. Yeah, and I mean, um, Paul George has been uh, really good, as you said. He's been really good. Um, and you talking about fifty forty ninety? He's he's getting fifty fifty in ninety. Yeah, isn't he shooting like fifty one percent from three or something stupid? Yeah, yeah, fifty fifty one percent from the field, fifty one percent from the three, ninety two percent from the free throw. Okay, yeah, amazing. Not, like his his jumper has been crisp this season. Yeah, he's been really like he's not missing. Yeah, he, he's been really good. Um, but here's why, and here's why I won't put Paul George in the top ten until about forty games into the season. Um, I don't trust Paul George at all. At all. In any He's starting to make me a believer of all of his excuses. Look, he said look, he was, he was I'm starting to believe him. Listen, at one point in time, I had him as a top five player in the league when he was on OKC. I had him as a top five player in the league. I remember I was just like, look, Paul George is disgusting. He is not reliable. And that is a that is uh, harsh <laughs> to say. Um, but I can't trust him. I haven't trust him, and I won't trust him just because he's doing really well in the regular season. I might change my opinion if he continues to do what he's doing later on in the season. I might feel differently, but to me, if you had to choose, like even right now, like who would you rather have? A lot of people would rather choose Kawhi Leonard. I guarantee you, a lot of people would say that Kawhi Leonard is way more important to the team than Paul George. So that's my argument. I say it's a push right now. It's a push. Right now, sure. Paul. I mean, he's when you watch unreal. Clippers games, it's unreal. It always when you watch Clippers games, like 
it just seems to be like even just the offense. The offense goes through more Paul George than does Kawhi Leonard at this point. Yeah, that's fair. Well, Kawhi Leonard more plays off of Paul George. Yeah, that I mean that's fair. That's fair. I don't know the presence to me. Uh, to me, to me, it's Kawhi. But you could honestly, you could say Paul George. That's completely fine. But yeah, that's okay. I'll put Paul George in my top ten. All right. I'll tell you right now, he'll be over the modest Simonis. You thought I love. Well, Simone. you know what? Make your own list, and then you can. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. I will. Uh, actually, yeah. Please make your own list because actually, I'll be actually very intrigued to see how we uh, prepare up next week. Um, number six. You just gotta let me know when you're making these lists, and I'll make. That is true. I make them on a whim. You gotta understand. I make the. I make. I make all these lists on a whim. Um, yeah. Number six. All right. Number six. I have Jokic. Jokic okay. is. Uh, like I said, this has um, – you could argue, honestly, right now, especially statistics-wise, that Jokic belongs in, like, the top three because statistically uh, – I'm looking at his stats right now, and I'm kind of blown away. <laughs> I kind of feel – feel, it feels wrong to, like, be He's like – hey, what Westbrook is getting while, while also making his team better. Yeah, um, and that's – and. And I'm not gonna lie, biased here. And, I, and I've watched a lot of Nuggets games. It is not his fault that they've lost um, the game. Not the at all. That they've lost. Like they they should not be six and seven. And honestly, it's kind of it's kind of Jamal. Very inconsistent. Yeah, Murray, Murray, Murray just won't reside. Very disappointed. I'm very, I thought he was gonna follow this playoff. Everybody kept saying that, and I'm like, dude, he does this all the time. He is he, he is literally Jr. I thought it would finally be the year because it looked like he broke out in the playoffs. I thought it would finally be the year where he won't be inconsistent. No, you don't know if he's DJ Augustine or if he is an All Star, but I have no idea what he is. I have no clue. Um, but. Regardless, I, I mean, say, I would say DJ Augustine. Now you're going too far with the inconsistency. Well, you know what? Be better. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to insult Jamal because it doesn't make any sense how lethal he was in the bubble, and now he's just he he. Listen, DJ Augustine wasn't that bad back in the day. I mean, he was an eleven and four bad, guy. But... He was an eleven and four guy, and Jamal Murray be playing like an eleven and four guy sometimes. He looks like a spot of three point shooter sometimes, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Run, do something. I think. I think he just needs to be in a bubble. He like like this is what I heard about what Jamal Murray said when he was in a bubble. He said it was was great for him because all he did was take naps all day, and he said he never used to take naps like that. He never used to get much sleep. Now he all he did was take naps. He could stay in one spot. Then he had to travel. And he said he loved it. Well, players like Paul George said they hated it. So and you could clearly see the play. Paul George struggled. Jamal Murray flourished. So maybe this needs to be in a bubble setting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, probably who knows, but, um, but yeah, Jokic anyway, Jokic is averaging 25, 11.5 and 10, um, on 57% from the field and 38% from three, 84% from the free throw line. Like I said, 31.4 uh, PER, absolutely disgusting. Um, by the way, by the way, I just want to say this cause I find this hilarious. Guess what his win shares are for his career. I assume we super high. It's 51.6. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, but yeah, statistically, I mean, look, he's putting up MVP level numbers. I mean, there's no question. His team is six and seven. And his team. I had you know. Hmm? Oh, I didn't want to cut you off. But I had you know by second season, I did say he was better than Chris Osporzingis by each, by their respective second seasons. And everybody was like, Jokic over Chris Osporzingis. I was like, telling you, like, watch Nuggets games. 
I was so high on him, and and look at him now. Yeah, he's um, yeah, he. I mean, look, he's a superstar. Kind of, kind of. Um, uh, yeah, that is true. That would have been a really aggressive statement the second year after. But I mean, I mean the, I mean the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, because everybody was talking about Kristaps Porzingis as the future foreign superstar, and I was like, nah, take a look at Nikola Jokic. Well, look, if he didn't have the 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 injuries, I mean, still injuries or not, Jokic was always going to be better. I don't know. Kristaps had a little defensive something to him. He had a little. He had a little Nerlens Noel to him defensively. The Jokic, Jokic was just a better inside presence, a better passer. I was always high on Jokic. I mean, that's fair. I mean, yeah. I feel like, a bit, well, thing is, Chris Oppenzegas was always going to get hurt. Why? Because at the end of the day, even though he bulked up a little bit, he's still skinny. Yeah. And, and, and extremely tall. Seven foot three while being 230 or so pounds is not, you're always going to get hurt in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, do you know who leads the league in assists? Um, it's Nikola Jokic. It's Nikola Jokic. Or, yeah, yeah. I, already, I already knew. Yeah, Nikola Jokic leading the league in assists. LeBron James second, um, which is hilarious. I thought his assist numbers were. So basically, yeah. If you're if you're not a point guard, you're going to lead the league in assists. So, <laughs> so, so, show you all these uh big point guards now in today's NBA. These big passing, like big men leading the league. Uh, point forwards leading the league. It's not a point guard anymore. Yeah, yeah, but um. Point guards are not the passers anymore. They're the scorers. Yeah, no, they're not. Um, yeah, he, he, yeah, he's just been absolutely incredible. Um, he'll be in my top five when Denver figures their shit out. Um, but yeah, for now, I mean, you know, they're six and seven. So I mean, I, I per, personally, I, I can't, I can't put him in. My personally, top. I will put him higher because I don't factor in team record in terms of like your overall game. So I will put him higher. Yeah, which is fair. I, I, I do. Uh, the better your team does, the better I'm going to feel about you. Um, Embiid is five for me. So the reason why is I, I personally, I said this last week, I still feel this way. Embiid is MVP of the league right now, in my opinion. And if we're just talking about storylines and we're talking about expectations and all of these things incorporated, um, look, he's 25 and 11, 39% from three career high. 53% from the field, 84% on the on debatably the best team in the East. You could you could debate. But um yeah, Embiid is hitting all of my expectations. He's actually playing hard every night, which is what I've been asking for for years. And it just seems like um it just never clicked. And this year it seems like Doc got in his head and, and he's like, Hey, listen, you gotta do better. And it seems like he's going back to that um that season that he had a couple of years ago where he was just if you notice, every time Doc coaches a team, the big men usually have career years. Yeah, that's true. DeAndre Jordan, um, Kendrick Perkins, uh, Ninad Kristich, if you remember that oh, yeah, name. Christich, I forgot. <laughs> they all have career years. When you're a big man, you have a career year. Uh, Al, not Al Horford. Um, someone else. Oh, yeah. Uh, Avika Zubac. You all have career years. Where you play under Doc Rivers, the centers, the big men have career, career years. You're under Rivers, didn't he? Wait, say it again. No, oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I was completely. Wait, what player your name? I said Horford, but uh, I forgot that. Uh, Doc, yeah, Doc yeah, that that was Brad Stevens. Yeah. yeah, but um, I mean, look, I didn't expect Philly to look the way that they have this year. Um, they look really good, and um, yeah, I mean, listen, if you're the, uh, I know you really don't care about record, but for me. 
if you're if if your team's doing well and you're doing well, I have to reward you for. I have to reward the team personally. I will never. I would phrase that I care about record, but I don't hold it as too much importance. Well, here's why. As in terms of, in terms of best players, here's why I personally rate it. It's always the teams that are ranked one, two, and three that either win the title or win the MVP. Usually, vast majority of the times, that's that's usually what happens. So if you, if your team's doing well. It's usually because one of the best players in the league is playing for your team. So like very rarely do um, under three. Also, do. usually you also have another top ten player on your team. That's also why. True. Like the Lakers, for example. Yeah, yeah and, the, and you know I have both of those players still the name. Uh, but uh, yeah, Embiid is just he he's killing it this year. And uh, yeah, I know that you and probably a lot of other people would say Jokic. Because of the stats, but for me, um, it's all about the wins. So I say it's a push. You could you could choose. Yeah. I say it's like apples or oranges to be the yogurt. You could choose either way. Yeah. Um, and honestly, um, now I'm looking at this list. Uh, I kind of don't like um, putting him here, but I'm going to put him here because out of respect, I put eighty at four. Uh, out of respect for eighty, but eighty is clearly coasting this year. <laughs> He's clearly coasting. Uh, he's learning from the best. He's learning from LeBron. Yeah. Look, yeah, this is, this is this is what you do when you win a title because you know your team is so good. You're just you need to save your energy for the playoffs. So I don't, I don't knock I don't knock players down because of that. If I know their team is already gonna make the champion, I mean the the playoffs because they'll they'll turn on their game during the playoffs. Yeah, he, LeBron probably told him like preserve yourself this year. Yeah, and um, and here's the here's the crazy part. He's coasting and he's averaging twenty one and eight. And he's coasting. The game is easy for him. And he's and um, tell me how you feel about this. I, I think it's scary that he's coasting. I'm scared because I feel like once he turns it on, if you're averaging 21 and eight, and I'm seeing you, he might be the best player in the league once he turns it on. He might be. How many blocks is he averaging? It's got to be done. He's averaging 1.8. He's coasting. Like he is coasting. When he turns it on, I'm legitimately going to be scared. And you also got a fact of this, like, look, they just won a championship and he played his best basketball he's ever had in his career. Like, this is his way of taking a rest, is coasting through the games. Because, look, they haven't really had a real offseason. So, yeah. And then they, like, I'm not going to knock him. I'm not going to knock him down because of that. Because you know how good of a player Anthony Davis is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean he he he's incredible when he when he's coasting. He's incredible. Period. Um, you know his numbers are down, but it oddly just doesn't. It's very strange to watch him, um, and th- that's the main reason why I put him in at five. Because even though I know he's not trying hard, I know he's amazing. And he's already all time great. He's already all time great at is. Big Bit. Yeah, he is. And just watching his game and watching him coast, I I legitimately think that he would probably be the MVP of the league if he tried. I really do. I really think he would be. Ooh, side note: I'm just watching this Brooklyn game, but what an amazing! There was an amazing layup by James Harden, which just split the defense on a Euro step. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was amazing! But yeah, Harden, I just had to mention top that. Ten, by the way, just on that out there. You would say Harden is not in your top ten? No, because he showed up to training camp fat and fucked over to the Houston Rockets and then dropped a triple double out of nowhere. No, you're not in my top ten. I'm sorry, try harder. Haven't you heard of Vince Carter? Don't you remember Vince Carter when he was trying to force a trade for the Raptors? He purposely played bad so the Raptors could trade him to the Nets. Yeah, James Harden did the same thing. I'm not knocking him down because of that. No, I'm sorry if you don't show up to play. I'm not going to rank you in my top ten. Fuck off. 
No, no, fuck off to you. Fuck off to Harden. You can't not show up to work and then expect me to put you in my top 10. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah, but that's just my that, that's just my opinion. If you don't show up to work, I can't put you in my top 10. Um, I also let you know in my list, I don't knock people down when they're just trying to force themselves to get a trade so they make themselves overweight. I'll just say that. I don't knock people down that, that try to put... 30 shirts on to make themselves look overweight just so they could get traded. Yeah, they, They'll still be in my top hey, 10. Making DeMarcus Cousins look like a good guy. Who does that shit? Who does shit like that? <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, I have a tie here because I really don't know who to put over who. And um, I really I really just don't know what to do. Um, do you want to guess who two or three is? You want to take a guess? Well, Harden one is Kevin Durant. not on here. One is Kevin Durant, obviously. One is Kevin Durant. And the other one has to be Jimmy Butler. <laughs> you think I'd have Jimmy Butler in my top three? <laughs> well, the way, the way you love Jimmy Butler, I, I figured Jimmy he Butler, was. But, uh, yeah, I can't do it. Not this okay, okay. Not this uh, it's going to be, uh, let's see. Who else have we not mentioned that is in the super elite NBA players? Jimmy Butler is number two on my high character guys, though. I will say that. You factor in winning, so Bradley Beal is definitely not on here. Um, yeah. Well, just say it. I know LeBron's number one. LeBron is one. I got Steph okay. three. Oh, why did I forget about Steph Curry? Oh, my goodness. Sometimes I forgot about another superstar player. Yeah, so um, so the Warriors are, are six and six. I thought they were going to be trash. Um... I still think they're going to be trash. And actually, you know what? I want to say this. I I am really sorry for for um about Steph Curry. I don't think I put enough respect on Steph Curry's name, and you really made me realize that last week when you were just like, he's not just one of the best, he's one of the best players, best players of all time. And he is he, he like the the uh, the gravitas. Trust anybody on that roster, but I I trust him. I don't trust anybody else on that roster. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, by the way, the dame, the dame is the best point guard in the league. Stuff needs to stop. That's that's not real. Um, Steph is just unbelievable. He's shooting thirty seven percent from three, and that's bad for him. Um, but he he yeah, he has like the whole the whole start the whole lineup on him yeah. <laughs> in defending games. Um, but yeah, it like if you watch him play, like the whole team follows what he does, and that opens up everything for everybody else. Draymond is playing like Draymond. And that lets me know one thing that Draymond can't play by himself. He needs superstars and more in particularly, he's probably so used to how Steph plays that he's probably just like, it's just second nature to him to just do the things that he's supposed to do. But, um, but Steph just has a really um, San Antonio Spurs level of effect on a team. It's like, it's like that Tim Duncan effect. You can't look at the stats and then really understand how much of an impact Steph has on this team. Um, um, go ahead. Remember, remember uh, that YouTube channel shows you think of basketball. They said it perfectly. It was like the best, like the best thing about Steph is not what you see on the stat sheet. It's just what he does to defenses yeah. because he draws so much attention to defenses. He, ha- he it's like he gets invisible assist. That's what they called it, invisible assist. Yeah, there were- he makes everybody else so much better just because all the attention he brings. The next person is so open that just using him as a decoy makes him like 
like even more dangerous. So that adds to his game. So you should factor that hit. You should factor that into like his overall skill set. Yeah, I yeah, he's um, yeah, he's just a. Uh, and also, one thing that that um, cannot be understated: he is by far the funnest player to watch in the NBA. It's not close. It is not close. I still shake my head on the stuff he can do. Like, Dude, it's 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 fun to watch him. Like I forgot, like. That's not a skill. Yeah. That's not a skill to learn. That's just that's like LeBron James athleticism. That's just that he was born with that. I don't know how you and, can. And I'm gonna that. tell you this. I would much rather watch Steph Curry splash 14 three pointers than watch LeBron in any game. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure a lot of kids agree with you. Yeah, because I don't know, the excitement that he brings to the, the to the team. Him, you can say that with Trey Young too. You know, I mean, you, when players like that are excited to watch. I'll tell you this, man. I would much Steph in Oracle is just different than than Trey Young in State Farm Arena. <laughs> I mean, of course, because though we have no fans, of course. That's true, and and that is probably the number one takeaway. Steph makes me miss having fans in the stadium, and that's really messed up because this is a COVID year. Like, I want fans in the stadium when Steph plays, just so I can hear. Um, how loud they are, but like when Steph just comes out there and splashes in three, or when he takes three guys defensively with him, and Draymond just has a really nice dime like on the inside pass, which happened this season twice. Um, yeah, Steph is just um, at this point the only thing to say about him is Steph is Steph. He's just Steph Curry, man. He's awesome, and he's uh, yeah. In my opinion, he he's a he's a top three point guard of all time. It's not close, and he's gonna be great for another seven years, <laughs> probably. I don't, I don't, I don't have like my mental list, but like I know that's pretty safe to say. It, to, to this point, it's almost pretty safe to say, as almost as it's pretty safe to say, Jordan's in the top three. Yeah, like Steph's in the top three. It's, it's that safe to say. Yeah, he's he's. Top. I know Magic is there. Yeah, um, Chris Paul could be there, but Steph yeah, is. There. Argue, you can argue for like um, Jerry Isaiah Thomas. Thomas um. Steve Nash, kid. Yeah. No, not over them. Not but Steve Jason Kidd, yet, yeah. but not Steve Nash over them. Nah, Steve Nash is pretty good. Um, but yeah. Under the Atonia. but yeah. And then Kevin Durant. Um it's it's shocking that Kevin Durant is is still Kevin Durant after all the injuries that he's been through. I just can't believe Dude, it. It's unreal, man. It's crazy. I've never seen anyone recover from an Achilles injury as good. And it's not just him this season. It's John Wall. It makes me think that, I guess, medical advancements now make an Achilles injury seem like you can recover 100%. It doesn't matter, apparently. Uh, yeah, he, he, is, he is just – he's just awesome. Like, I, I, it's really – this is what makes me sad for Clay because it's like, I wonder how I'm going to feel about Clay when he comes back. It's like, I really miss these guys who – this gives us hope that Clay could come back at least I really 80, 80%. I really this gives us hope. Yeah. Because it's not just Kevin Durant. Like we mentioned, it's John Wall. Yeah, John, dude, John Wall looks awesome, doesn't he? He looks great. He looks really good. And, um, yeah, I think we've gotten to the point medically where, um, you know, these guys can come back at – if they can't come back at a full clip, they're getting really close. And Kevin Durant – um, we knew that he really didn't need to need his athleticism for his game to work, but the fact that he still has his athleticism just makes his game, and it just everything is just so effortless for 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 KD, and um, he's still the second best player in the league. Like I I can't I can't 
I can't see a scenario where I can put somebody above Kevin Durant. He's just so good. He's so when I when I had my top list, Golden State, Kevin Durant was my best player in the league over LeBron. Which because defensively he was a rim protector too. So I had Golden State, Kevin Durant over LeBron. I still have to see this Kevin Durant over a full season just to see if he's completely back, even defensively as well, to put him over LeBron. But yeah, I probably would have a number two as well. Yeah, he, he's um, he's terrific. I'm really um, I'm holding out hope that this whole Kyrie crap doesn't really affect um, doesn't really affect the the status of the team um, because, in my opinion, if there's anybody in the league that deserves success at this point, um, it's it's Kevin Durant because if he the fact that he fought to get back to this point and he's still just as good. That to me is just absolutely incredible. So yeah, he he's he's number two. Like no, he's currently shooting the highest field goal percentage of his career right now, really- and the highest three point percentage of his career. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, was he just shooting buckets while while with with, with a bad Achilles? Just like yeah, he was probably, the whole time he was, now? he was probably in a wheelchair just taking jump shots. I believe it. Yeah, I mean, shoot, that's what I would do if I had those long arms. My he still would be taller than me. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> probably true <laughs> but yeah um yeah number one is lebron um yeah i i, I said it i said it um, a couple weeks ago and i'll say it again um lebron not being number one on this list is not gonna happen until after the playoffs are over i'm just letting everybody know that now um lebron has not shown me anything up until this point to disprove that he's still not the best player in the league which is fucked because <laughs> he is 300 years old um you know he's still second in the league this, by the way he's second he's still he's second in the league oh yeah oh yeah yeah i know that's that yeah second in the league in the sense i was about to ask you this question it's being about 300 years years old <laughs> you think he's going to be the tom brady of the nba as oh, yeah. in the player who's just has like a super long prime and is going to play until his 40s mm-hmm. at a high still at a high level he's 30, can you see that he's 36 years old fresh 36 happy birthday by the way lebron that was two weeks ago um, 24, eight and we'll call it eight. We'll round it up. 7.7, um, 48% field goal, 38% from three. Apparently he's doing Steph Curry turnaround threes now, according to, according to Twitter. Oh yeah. You didn't see that <laughs> where he dapped up that intruder. Yeah. That, that, that was fun. Yeah, it, it, it was sick. Um, and, uh, still, I need to be so wet from three where I can just turn around and know it's going in. Know. I need to be that good from three. Yeah. And the, by the way, the strides for LeBron's three point jump shot is very understated in his career. Uh, incredible. Very incredible that he's a good three point shooter. Doesn't make any sense to me, but it's awesome. Um, yeah, he's the, he, look, he, he's debatably the goat. You could debate it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear any more. There's no question LeBron can't be the GOAT. You can 100% have a... It's been debatable for at least seven years now, at least. I would say four. Um, but, yeah, there's... He, dude, he's 36. I don't think people really understand. 36-year-olds do not put up 24, 8, and 8 and are still perceived as the best team and the team that should win the NBA title. Nobody does that at 36 years old. And he is the best... I don't see how you can say that he's not. Um, yeah, I, I guess really the only thing to say about LeBron James, statistically, you, uh, actually, it's funny. Statistically, you could actually still argue that he's the best player in the league, which is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, he uh, somebody has to disprove it otherwise. He's, he's the best. 
This is why he should win MVP. He should win MVP again. I don't know why he hasn't had more MVPs in his career. Look, if we're talking about MVPs right now, I mean, he's probably he's probably second. He's probably second or third. Again, he needs to win it. I mean, he he's a four time MVP, but at, I feel like he should have been an eight time MVP yeah, by now. Yeah, probably. Um, I do want to do some honorable mentions. I have five um, five honorable mentions. Uh, Luca, who we mentioned earlier. Um, Jalen Brown wanted to give him a little bit uh, of a shout out. Harden, obviously, Jimmy Butler um, is an obvious one. And um, <laughs> this, this one was funny, but I do want to make sure that uh, also Jason Tatum, I'm surprised. And Donovan. I was about to say, I was about to say, Jalen Brown with no Jason Tatum. Yeah, I was Brown, waiting Jaylen, for you. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Donovan Mitchell. I, I didn't mention any of those guys. Um, but one guy that I was actually surprised that's on this list, but he kind of deserves a little bit of a shout out because the Knicks are good. Julius Randle. Julius Randle, pretty good this year. Hold on, hold on. I'm in my top 15, but he's pretty good. He's pretty good. I'm just wondering. No Bradley Beal? Are, are you one of those people that, that say Bradley Beal shouldn't be on this list too? Bradley Beal is all-world all-star. Bradley Beal has not played for a good team in four years. <laughs> is that his fault? I don't care. Is that his fault? Here, it's the same reason. We have this argument all the time. If your team isn't good, I'm not going to vote for you. I'm sorry. It's the same. I felt the same way about AD, Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker, and Trey Young. I am fair. And guess what? Fair. Now you have Anthony Davis. What number four, right? Yes. And he, and now he's on a good team. Yes. So that that basically says your argument is still avoid then, because no, it basically says that no. if you put them on a good team, they're a top ten player yeah, it, because they always been top ten players skill wise. I don't know. I don't know about that. Bradley Beal has been the best player on this team for three years, and his team has. Consistent. He didn't make the playoffs last year, dude. <laughs> in the in the East. Well, when your second best player is Rui Hachimura, then that's a problem. Thomas Bryant. Oh, and oh yeah, Thomas Bryant. But still, when your second best player is Thomas Bryant, that's still a problem. Yeah, that's true. But it's the East, and it was the East last year. It's not even the East this year. Look, I'm sorry. The I, fact I, that this team was in the bubble was saying something. The fact they brought this team to the bubble is is and they should. You, you, you seen this roster? Did you see? Did you see that roster? Uh, uh, I said the Wizards should be in the playoffs right now. I, I said why was Isaac Bonga in the starting lineup? This guy got no playing time in the Lakers, and he's in the starting lineup for the Wizards. That's true. That that doesn't show you how bad that Wizards roster is. I don't know what it is. Look, we can. Oh, Mo Wagner is getting playing time. Look, Mo Wagner. When Bradley Beal decides that he wants to get traded to. He, he been decided. Don't don't you see his wife posting on Twitter? When his wife posts something, that means this is what Bradley Beal really okay. thinks. He wants to get traded. I mean, whenever he decides to get traded to Cleveland or Orlando or OKC, wherever he lands, what, wherever he lands. What he has to do? Wear forty shirts and warm ups. What he has to do? Go to strip clubs. Is is that what he got to do to get traded? Yes. <laughs> yes, that's what he has to do to get traded. <laughs> yeah, you just answer your own question. Look, he's look, he's an animal. Okay, I don't know what else to say. He's he's an absolute monster. 30, 35 points a game, five and five. Leading scorer in the NBA scorer right now. In the NBA. Um, let me look at his splits. His splits are forty nine percent from the field. Thirty seven point five from three. Eighty seven point uh four from the from the free throw line. He's terrific. Five assists a game. He's incredible, but his team is three. If, if they kept John Wall, they would be a winning team. If they kept John Wall. Probably. And then trade for Russell Westbrook. They'd be a winning team. They probably would be more than likely. Yeah, I agree. With you. But he's not on the winning. I don't know what you want me to do. I don't like. <laughs> like here, here's my thing. 
And it's the same. And this is literally, it all comes back, back to the Tim Duck and KG thing. It all comes back to it because it's always about, for me, it's, and it's all honestly kind of goes back to the Wilt Bill Russell debate. Like, Wilt has two titles. Bill has 11. Yeah, I'm going to go with the guy who wins more games. I'm going to go with the people who win games. I understand that it's not their fault, and it might not be their circumstances. But look, if it was tennis, be- if, we were talk- if we were talking about Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer, if you want to go by overall record, then that's fine. Get- because why? That's not a team sport. We were talking about a team sport here. Yes, we were talking about a team sport. Okay, so let's talk about the team. All right, so when has Washington been good while Bradley Beal has been on the team? When they had John Wall fully healthy. So two years. Yes. Okay. So two out of seven years he's made the playoffs, and I'm supposed to vote for that guy because he puts up big stats. What if he goes to a yes, team because put up good stats? he's playing with guys – Named uh, Isaac Bong. I'm, I'm just going to name you the whole roster right here. I, no, I, I, know, know, I listen. I know how bad. I know the guy Davies Bertens. He's good. Denny Avdia, who's been looking good, but he's still a rookie right now. Robin Lopez in 2021. Robin Lopez in 2021. I like Robin Lopez. But that's right. Russell Westbrook in 2021. Yeah, it's a tough song. Tough song. Uh, Rui Hachimura, young Rui Hachimura. Jerome Robinson, who's been a bust in the NBA. You know, I love him from college. Who's been a bust in the NBA. I know Robin Lopez's name. Six points, four rebounds, 62% field goal, 40% from three. And you tell me that helps you win games. He sure does. 40% from three, I'll take that. Raul Neto. When's the last time you heard of Raul Neto's name? Last time I heard from that, he was playing for Utah. And that was like what? When they had Gordon Hayward? That was like last year. Two years ago. <laughs> well, last time he was getting playing time for Utah. He wasn't getting playing time, though. He was like the four-string point guard. Okay, you know what? Uh, you know what? I, okay, fine. I get it. I'm still not- Who is Anthony Gill? I can't put him in my top. Who do you want me to take? JC, who is Anthony Gill? I'm just saying, why is he not an honorable mention? That's I want. I just want him to be an honorable mention. Oh, That's what all I- okay, sure, yeah. Yeah, sure. Honorable mention, yeah. Okay, that's all I wanted. Oh, that's all he, he needs to get respect. I wanted him in the top ten. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. You're telling me why this team is not winning games. Jerome Robinson is getting fifteen minutes a game. That's not Jerome Robinson is getting fifteen minutes a game. This dude is averaging four point five points on thirty nine percent shooting. He's get and you tell me why they not they not winning games. I'm not the coach. <laughs> I didn't put this team together. <laughs> Your coach is Scott Brooks, and you tell me why they not winning games. Look, to me, when I look at this roster, I see Douglas Bertans, a legit three point shooter, Denny Avia, a rookie who has a lot of potential. Oh boy, they got three point shooters. I, oh boy, that's that's definitely gonna make you win. It does like any other team don't have three point shooters. Name a team that is. They have one guy that can create their own shot. That's it. Well, uh, efficiently. Uh, Keyword efficiently. Because I know they have Russell Westbrook. So keyword efficiently. I call myself there. I don't don't understand why you're so hard on this team. I really don't. Raul Neto is a fourth guard, which is fine. Denny Advia is a legit rookie. Robin Lopez, you can hate on him all you want. He's decent. Ish Smith is a legit third guard. Bradley Beal is phenomenal. Thomas Bryant... Who's out? Did, yeah, so he. Now, did you name any starters that are healthy right now? Did you name any starting caliber players who are healthy okay, right so now? Okay, so whose fault is that? <laughs> so you're just gonna not, not Bradley Beal? Not Bradley Beal? Yeah. This, this is why he shouldn't get penalized. 
I, listen, I told you I'll put him in. I'll put him in the honorable mention. He'll never. Okay, yeah, that, that, that's all. That's all I want. That's all I want. That's all. Ten until he makes the playoffs. Until he makes the playoffs, uh, okay. he'll never. Do that. That's fair, but he just needs to be in the honorable mention. Okay, that's fine. No Bradley Bill slander this podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Love yourself, King, and get traded. <laughs> get yourself traded. <laughs> Love yourself, King. Love it. All right. So yeah, but uh, yeah. Let's be honest though. Would you take out Bradley Beal? Would you take out some bonus for Bradley Beal in that top ten list? Probably, honestly, okay. I I would. Right. Even though I love Sabonis too, but Bradley Beal is a top ten player playing on the team. If you put a top ten player that's not LeBron and you put him with G League players, you'll get the Wizards. Okay. You'll get the Wizards and, and a couple of three point shooting role players. You get the Wizards. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's. Um, I think that's all I got. Anything else? Um, any any problems? Major problems with the list besides me dissing Bradley Beal. Apparently, is there any? I think I said my piece. You know what? I think I said my piece. piece. I think I made my point loud and clear. Got it all off your chest. Yeah, right. I think I did. All right. Well, uh, hey. well, tune in next week for uh, the official revision of this list. Because who knows? Maybe we put Paul George instead of Kawhi Leonard. Maybe we put Gordon Hayward on the list. Who fucking knows? I mean, because who know that Gordon Hayward was going to be good again? Who could have called that? And maybe I'll make my own list. Maybe you'll make your own list. You better make your own list. You better make your own fucking list. Uh, and I'll put James Harden because James Harden had 34 points, 13 to 25 shooting, 12 assists, and six rebounds. Okay. And he'll be on my list. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. So. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, uh, that's. Oh, um, got anything to say? No, I just have I have uh, two two uh, two final questions, if you don't mind. Two final. Questions. Okay. Um, is Carl Anthony Towns trash? No, and I'm actually really sorry for what's going on right now because he got COVID mm-hmm. and knowing what happened to his mom and everything, like you just really feel for him. Mm-hmm. You just really feel for him. So okay. definitely, definitely, definitely not not in his game and. Like, honestly, I'm just rooting for him at this point. I'm just rooting for him. I know we slandered him a lot. I know, well, I didn't slander him, but I know we, uh... I, I, I talk, I'll, 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 exactly. I didn't want to say any names, I'll, but, you know... You can call me out. That's fine. I, I'm, very okay. hard. I'm very hard on these young players because I believe that they have talent. They should be better. And, you look, it, look, it's very fair. It's, it's definitely very fair because you just feel like he should should have been winning more games with him being the best player. But right now, he's look, he's going through some things. I'm just going, I'm just going to root for him, and it's hopefully he overcomes everything. Um, that's what that's what I'm doing for Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, I actually agree with you, and this actually comes as a part two. Um, should we just straight up sell um the Minnesota Timberwolves to Seattle and just make them the Seattle SuperSonics? No, because then we'll be missing the Minnesota Timberwolves. Really? Or are they just like the worst organization in the league? And my sister has my sister lives in Minnesota, and I'm using her YouTube TV. So if they move to Seattle, then I won't have any home games to watch for basketball. So no, we shouldn't do that. Well, at least you'll still have uh, the the Vikings, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. Let, let's not do that. Uh, part two, or not part two? Is Zach Levine awesome? Zach Levine is un- underrated. He is underrated. That's it. But if he if he's awesome and they're losing games, then why why ain't Bradley? Oh, okay, I'm just joking. But I mean, but yeah, he's he's underrated right now. He's been he's been playing amazing, and 
Minnesota traded the wrong player. They should have traded Andrew Wiggins to the Chicago, not Zach Levine. They could have kept Zach Levine and Carl Anthony Towns. I agree. Um, but then again, high time in twenty twenty. Who who would have thought? That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, just to throw it out there, I think he's fine. I think he's a little bit overrated, but I think he's fine. Um, I don't think he's overrated at all because no one ever mentions him as like a top guard in the league. So I don't think he's overrated at all. Well, just this uh, specifically speaking about this year, because a lot of people are saying, oh, my God, Zach Levine is averaging 27 points a game when he's like, a, I think he's a career like 18 point a game scorer. Like last year, he averaged 25. He's averaged 25. This thing is because people are now just realizing, yeah, like, oh, man, this guy's a yeah. 25 plus game of scorer. Like, yeah, people are just not realizing that. Yeah, he, he gets buckets, but I mean, yeah, he gets buckets. Uh, he gives up buckets too. Yeah, he gives up buckets. Um, yeah, that's all I have. Anything else from you? Um, yes, I have one thing. Should we feel bad for criticizing James Harden? Because James Harden did say this. Let me pull out my phone and get out my screenshot. Okay. So uh, I just want to. I'm, I'm going to say this before you say what you got to say. Um, no. I, there's nothing that James Harden could say that's going to make me forget him. Go ahead. Okay. So, um, well, I'll tell you what uh, what uh, D. Wade said about James Harden. So, D. Wade said, quote, let's talk about this narrative. Harden looks happy, and there's no price tag on that feeling. Could he have handled things better? Yes. But couldn't we all? I'm happy I'm happy for this black man. End quote. Gosh. Uh, James, though so James Harden responded to to the the D Wade and said and said we do all of this talking about uplifting the next African American athlete slash male and some of these ex NBA players use national TV or social media. He's definitely talking about Shaq and Charles Barkley, by the way, to do the opposite. Salute at Dwayne Wade for being solid. Okay, so this is a racial thing now. When did the, I didn't when say did it. I'm just asking. Should we feel? Should we feel bad as black men? No. Talking bad. No. I I, I don't. No. no I, I agree. Million dollars for two years. <laughs> no. I don't feel bad for James Harden. No. <laughs> Not feel bad for James Harden, but do we? You feel like you're like one of those people that were talking bad about an African American? Oh, get get out. <laughs> Get out! I know that's not you. That's not you. I'm just yeah. No, that's absolutely ridiculous. When I, when I first read that, it always made like, wow. I was I was talking trash about James Harden, but then I realized, like, look, this guy had his own team. This guy made his own demand. Criticized. He deserves to be yeah. criticized. And the fact that he would even try to come around and try to play this as race, you were on purposely making your team trash and treating your teammates like garbage and treating your organization like garbage. Black teammates, by the way. Like garbage. Black teammates. On top of that, you're making DeMarcus Cousins look like fucking Gandhi out here. Like, no lie. Like, <laughs> I don't understand what, what he's trying to say. James Harden, you handled this situation like an absolute child. You could have handled this entire thing behind closed doors. You probably could have got the trade done earlier if you didn't make your entire thing public. Now, granted, is that entirely your fault? No, because there is an entire um, disconnect between the front office and players, in particular owners and players. Players are consistently getting screwed over by owners. And that, from that standpoint... Am I pro player when it comes to them doing this? Absolutely. And I still stand on this podcast right now and say that if you want to play somewhere else, that is 1000% your choice. If the league is going to allow you to move and let you go wherever you want to go, that's on the team and the league, not on you. However, there is a certain role 
and protocol and courtesy that you give to your teammates and to the fucking organization that pays your salary. <laughs> you know what I mean? And for them, for him to bring this up about race, it's like, you're getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, I guess this goes back to what Kevin Porter, because we didn't even mention this. Kevin Porter also said, quote, to Kobe Altman, modern day slavery. For what? I'm like, how are you a modern day slavery, but you're a millionaire? Forget or at least you're, you're going to be a millionaire if he stays in the league. Forgetting your locker move, that's modern day slavery. I, yeah, I think Forgetting sometimes I, I get what they're trying to say. What are they trying even to though say? It, that my locker got moved and this is no, 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 not not that. Like I'm not understanding. I like I like I agree with them. But I get what they're trying to say. Like, look, they're they're getting paid to play by a rich white owner who has not played a lick of basketball before. This has a lot of money they're going sure. at them, right. and they're playing for entertainment. And right. usually, the entertainment is majority. Like even though it's a black person sport and we are black people, no, like, it's, a, it, I mean, it's, major- it's, a, yeah, it's white. majority white yeah. people. Yeah, they they go to white colleges, mm-hmm. both for the most part, and they go into the NBA and they have majority white fan base. Definitely Donovan Mitchell because he plays for Utah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, slaves were being paid millions of dollars, and like I'm, I don't know if a black man is saying this, but I'm not trying to say it like say that's like I'm being a cool and saying that. I'm just being like, look, yeah, I think I think it, it, it I think it. The word I'm trying to say, um, I think we're shitting on our slaves for saying that we're modern day slavery yes. when we have so, so much so more privileges. It's so, it's so yeah, disrespectful. That's the word. Yeah, yeah, like we were just talking about like Harriet Tubman and all, like, and how awesome, and she deserves a day. Like, how disrespectful is it to be like this is modern day slavery? Like to Harry, imagine saying that shit to Harriet Tubman's face. Could you imagine like the disappointment <laughs> she would feel for like the whole black race if you said that to her? Like, could you imagine? Let me tell Mon, uh, Harry tell she could get this like nice house. She could get all this, all this jewelry. Told Harry like, all this- that there would be multiple black men making over a hundred million dollars for like over. She would have years. a billionaire. She would. All, she all, would die from a heart attack. <laughs> she would pass out from a heart attack. Jordan's a billionaire, for, mostly because. Well, yeah, because because, because he played basketball. An owner. <laughs> he owns it. He's an owner. He's an owner. Yeah, majority owner. Like that's incredible. Like what? Like wh- I don't. I we could have never have foreseen that the league would have gone um, to the point that it did. It seems like uh, man, LeBron's probably going to get his. Terry Rozier, Lamella Ball says modern day slavery. Oh my god! Yeah. Can Gordon Hayward say it's modern day slavery? <laughs> he sure can. He sure can. But like, like it's crazy because when when we see players like. I'll give you a prime example. The Lou Aldang contract. One of the worst contracts of all time, right? Terrible. Can we agree? Yeah. Yeah, just terrible. Oh, yeah. There's $88 million. I think it was something around there. Um, terrible. Terrible contract. But what was the, one of the first thing that a vast majority of black, especially black athletes and people like me, you know what people like me were saying? That's a horrible contract. But shout out to Lou Aldang for getting his money. Exactly. Shout out. That is the first thing that we all say. Is shout out for that because that guy just... Go get your money. I said thank you, Maurice Harkness. Like when Maurice Harkness got paid what 18 20 million a year by Portland, yeah. I was like, ooh, for a play like him, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But since he came from my school and he's another black man, shots out. Yeah, go me. get your money. Go get your money. That is how we feel about all of these players. That's why we um that's why we talk about some of these college kids where we're just like, you know what? Um him saying that he doesn't want to go back to college makes sense. He needs to go out there and go get his money now, capitalize now. 
So now if college players say modern day slavery, that's theirs is a little bit more valid than NBA players. A lot more valid, actually. What Jalen Waddle did, now that had me shaking my head for him playing. He should have sat out. Yeah. Because he's not getting paid a single dime. Not a dime. And he was hobbling in that national championship game. Hobbling. Clearly. I don't know why he's out there. He shouldn't have, yeah, he shouldn't have been out there. It's a, Yeah, it's a, it's not like he, his draft stock was in jeopardy. He was a first-round pick regardless. I don't know why he went out there. Um, but, yeah, it, yeah, for – I'm not going to lie. You, like, I was ready. I was going to go. I was going to go take a shower. I was going to have a nice little evening. Uh, James Harden saying that is just – and especially Kevin uh, 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 Porter Jr. Just Kevin Porter Jr., yeah. Shot. Um, yeah, terrible. Didn't forget to mention that quote when I was talking about that. But, yeah, that James Harden quote reminded me of what Kevin Porter Jr. said. Yeah, absolutely. To Kobe Altman. Yeah, it's, it just shows you um, – I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like, I'm so flabbergasted that these players would even say these things. It's like, read a book. <laughs> like pay attention to, to what other people have went through and i'm and honestly like your your guys's lives are not that hard so when we criticize you for like could you imagine how what a houston rockets fan feels right now you know what after after uh like all the years all the trades all the moves that the houston rockets made so like could you imagine like like he can't like james harden was there when um that james harden. was there you remember yeah. that flood a flood came in houston and James Harden was there, yeah. like the face, and he helped like the city. Could you imagine, like, uh, to that kid who was to a kid who was in that who 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 survived that flood, and his biggest idol is James Harden, and James Harden literally gave you the middle finger, said "fuck you," I'm going to do what I want, and went about this whole charade. Went to a strip club during a global pandemic. Got caught twice without with no mask, by the way. Super irresponsible. Giving all of these kids just a terrible role model to look up to. Because it's like, what kind of what kind of message does that send to all these kids who are who are going to work every single day and they're just like, you know what? I don't want to work here anymore. I'm just gonna act like a butthole. Like these kids aren't making hundred million dollars, but that's the example that you're setting for these kids. So it's like, how are you? <laughs> A dude who makes hundreds of millions of dollars. A, man, a man, person who turned down a hundred million dollars over two years. You are in the media eye. You are playing for the NBA. You know your story is going to get told on ESPN. And you don't think we're going to criticize you? It's like, this comes with the territory. Why are you even? Why are these superstars complaining? Y'all are making hundreds of millions of dollars. Just answer the people's questions. Who cares? <laughs> you made it. You won. Y'all won. Y'all won. The and comparing this... To another Houston star, Deshaun Watson. Look, Deshaun Watson's case for him wanting to trade is more valid. Because, completely. one, the organization didn't do what he wanted. They actually traded his best, like his best teammate, DeAndre Hopkins. And and the owner, unlike what Rockets did, well, at least not to my knowledge, the owner already made a racial slur before years back. And when given a chance to even give Eric Bieniemy an interview, just wanted him to get an interview. They didn't even give that to him. He didn't say you needed him to be hired, just to at least give him yeah. a chance to get interview. interview. They, didn't, they didn't do that for him. So he wants a trade. That one is more valid than with James Harden. James Harden has all of his wishes granted. All of them. All of them. All of them. It's like, what more do you want? One, the one time where his wish wasn't granted was the coach hiring. And and then that's what he wants to trade. 
Yeah, it's just like none, nothing about any part of the story made made anybody feel good about what was going on. That was like the other part is like we all like everybody knows what you're doing and we get it, but it's like you can't find another like a different way, a classy way of handling this whole thing. And why I just it, it should have just been handled behind closed doors. I don't understand why it wasn't handled behind closed doors. Like there's no reason why it shouldn't have been handled in private, and it would have been way smoother and. Nobody would feel this type of way, but he just decided to be an asshole about it. So, yeah, I don't feel bad for you, James Harden. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're uh, a hundred millionaire who can go to strip clubs across the country on a whim. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I do. I do hate when athletes use the African-American thing as a cop out because some sometimes I mean, sometimes there's a time place where you can say that. Yeah, And especially like heels of the bubble and how much and how great progress we made. Like, like the league is 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 a shining beacon to the rest of um, all of these sports leagues to just be like, yeah, you know what? We can figure out a way to put on a fucking awesome, awesome product of NBA basketball and also give a huge voice to all the racial injustice that's happening in the world. And then off the back of that, you say this it's like it's like you didn't even care <laughs> what the NBA was trying to do uh, during the bubble. It's like you didn't even care. It's a, it's a slap in the face. Slap in the face. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'm sorry. I keep ranting about it. That, that really bothers me that he said that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I was about to make the point um, that, like, when LeBron James was told Shub to dribble, that's where he could use African-American athlete because they were telling him that as, as a black person, that all you do is just play sports. So that's where he could look like, like look, I, I'm an athlete, man, in the day I'm African-American. I I do have a place to say. If they talk about racial injustice, yes, yeah, but absolutely. when you're talking about the Manning trade, that's not ha- doesn't have anything to do that's with right. you being an African American athlete. You're just an athlete. Yeah, just an athlete. Like, and it's not. And uh, yeah, it, yeah. I, I'm not trying to sound like Ch- Charles Barkley here, but that's, but that's what I'm. No, saying. you may no. You're absolutely right. I mean, you're absolutely right. This has it. it just it's it's <laughs> you made the perfect point. It has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with it. You just acted like a jerk, and we called you out on it. Period. That's that's yeah. That's it. That's it. And the whole Deshaun Watson thing. It's like if you were in this, like if you were Deshaun Watson, every, if anybody was Deshaun Watson, you'd want to be traded. If you had multiple players traded and don't even get any first round picks, I, like, I was I was asking why not sooner. It was like about time. Yeah. That's when I saw that. It's like about time, dude. If JJ Watt is apologizing to your quarterback, like that is a problem. Like you have a huge problem with the organization. So, uh, yeah. By the way, I hope Deshaun uh, Deshaun goes to Chicago. I just don't. I just want to throw that um, throw that little nugget out there. Um, but yeah, terrible. Absolutely terrible. Do better, James Harden. Do better. Yeah, I guess we could uh, leave it at that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, this has been another edition of the sports edition. It kind of t- turned to a different edition where <laughs> we talk about James Harden. Yeah, sure did. But, but we're going to be back with next week, see what more news comes out in the sports world. And, yeah, we're going to keep up with the news. So for me and JC, estimated November 23, we will see, see y'all. JC, any last words? Uh, LaMelo Ball might not suck. Keyword might. Fair enough. Fair enough.